Hey, don't worry about it. I'll cover it all on down. Welcome to the applause. Just a clap. The podcast that says... We're very tired Holy shit, MDK was awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, Doug, can you shut the window behind you, please? Yes, I can. Yes. Yes, I can. Uh, we were at MDK. It's the new Obama slogan. The other side. Just, just shove it down. Thank all you. All the way down in the slot. There you go. Make sure you hear the noise when it clicks. So I got a kid. Um, but before we get into Andy, he made a clicking noise. Like, holy shit! It's funny oh, so much cool. about why you're an, why you're ex. The one sound I make during sex, I click. Click. <laughs> That's your hip popping back into place. Yeah, you know what else? It's, it's uh, tabbing the sloppy. It says engaged. Oh, locked on. Ah. Docking in. initiated. Um, though, bef- all sorts of terrible before we start with um, NDK and, and do um, some more of our Eberron stuff for the um, NDK coverage, uh, I did want to say, because I didn't want to wait two weeks to say this, the rest in peace, Wes Craven, Absolutely. a master of horror. Um, I remember not being allowed to watch his movies when I was a kid uh, by my mom's standards. My dad was like, yeah, I did anyway. Want. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching Eberron on the when I was a kid. It was fucking, uh, scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And not the bullshit remake. And not the new nightmare. Although I like new nightmare. New nightmares are right. Um, it was the original Nightmare on Elm Street back in the Johnny Depp getting killed Johnny by Depp. a waterbed. Johnny Depp's first role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did come back for something. He, there was something they did where he actually came back and played that role again. What well, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the remake. There's a documentary on the Nightmare on Elm Street movie that's current on all the movies that's currently on Netflix because it covers all of them it's like fucking three hours long oh I'm sure but it goes it's, it's interesting because there's lots of there's a lot of behind the scenes shit they start talking about like what kind of budget they had and how everything was fucked up and how why they picked certain actors and actresses um and I do like when they start getting past uh so there was the Dream Warriors was three then there was the Dream Master, was four. That's when and we it, find out his origin, that he was like the product of a fucking mental asylum gang rape, rape on 10, a... By 10,000 maniacs? Yeah. Well, nun, well, no, the Nelly Merchant wasn't involved at all. A nun, a nun, a nun raped by a thousand maniacs, that's what it was. Yeah, uh, uh, and then... And then yeah. the, the one after that was the Dream Child. Yes. And that kind of ended the, the... That they kind of run, run out of steam. Yeah, then they got Goofy. Uh, er. Goofy and they got they were always somewhat goofy, but he always had his one liners. I mean, that was like it wasn't that was scary his thing. anymore after after Dream Child. Um, I would say Dream Warriors was kind of where it started. I love Dream, and, then, and they go and they find all the cast members, and they're interviewing like I mean, it, it was I, I watched it actually the day before Wes Craven died. Weird enough. Finally, someone else starts killing celebrities. It's not just me anymore. No, I, 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 I do it. Because oh, remember, what, I, did you I, wear a Wes Craven shirt? No, but remember, I, that's how I killed James Gandolfini. That's right. And, you know, we all know you killed Heath Ledger. Yep. No, so, um, he also did Scream. Which started, like, a, the whole 90s horror revival. Yeah, it did. It really um, back. I mean, you know, you can laugh at, like, Scream 2, 3, the series, whatever, but mm-hmm. Scream, I, you know, I haven't watched it in, like, years and years. I have no idea if it really holds up, especially after, like, multiple viewings, when you kind of know yeah. that Skeet Ulrich is just annoying. Um, yeah, right. But, uh, you know, that was probably then unknown Jamie Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Them then unknown Nev Campbell, who she was already kind of known for Party of Five, but it was point. but it was weird she because wasn't a, t- a, a movie star though she was a television. Yeah. There was star. a whole thing. Drew Barrymore was talking in an interview about she was originally supposed to play I believe Sydney was the main character. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
she goes, you know what would be neat is if we did like the, the um, Janet Lee thing from Psycho yeah. and put me on all the promo shit. Yeah. And but then, then have uh, and then now. off me. And I mean, that was like, the studios fought against that until I think whoever it was in the Weinstein Company went, saw the dailies went, okay, I'm wrong. We're going to back off. No yeah. more notes. You know what you're doing. Um, I do want to say, um, as a kid and a comic book fan, he directed one of the earliest comic book movies, and I remember watching the original Swamp Thing and Return mm-hmm. of Swamp Thing, and that, as, as probably goofy as... I remember the effects being actually all right for 1982. Um, I believe Heather Locklear was, I think, in the second yeah. one. Yeah, she was the... She, she was, was the love the, interest. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, that's how, that's how like, it's imprinted on my mind. It's, as a comic book fan at a young age, like, that was what I would watch in, like, USA and go... Oh, this is a comic book movie. Like, there's, you know, this is before. I mean, I guess we had, I had Superman as well. But I mean, but, I mean but really, it was, it was very sporadic in terms of um, comic book movies. Uh, Super the Rainbow scared the fuck out of me as a yeah. kid. My dad's like, eh, how bad could it be if he sees it? Um, Your dad did not have a good. No, no, he. Okay, I'm probably maybe in the minority for this cult classic, but Vampire in Brooklyn, I actually really liked that because it was just so. Over the top sometimes. Um, oh yeah, Wishmaster. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, there were three of those too. Yeah. He uh, he was in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. A fucking monkey, Wes. Um, Do we not? I was gonna say just so many things. It was really funny because there was a term there, especially at the Freddy Krueger movies, when his name stopped meaning horror and started meaning cheesy shit. Well, especially, like I said, like, Freddy was known for kind of the one-liners. And I mean, I remember the one from, and I don't like this movie because it's like the Batman and Robin of, of Elm Street movies, but it was the, J- the Freddy versus Jason, and the girl falls asleep in the plastic surgeon waiting room, and he comes in through the uh, the magazine, and like, get... Really? It's just Brandon. Yeah, but I mean, like, really? Sorry. <laughs> um, and he, like, sticks, like, you know, the, the fingers in her nose, and, like, tears off, and he's like, got your nose! Like that, yeah. I was I, I groaned, but I was like, okay, like that's to me, like that's pretty. Like he always has, he does something totally horrific, and then's like, Makes <laughs> yeah. like you know, sly wink and nod. Like I'm amazed he never winked at the camera. Like literally winked at the camera. He might have. Um, uh, uh, he did once or twice. Yeah, I don't remember if it was um, that exact moment or not. But you know, when you talk old school horror, like that's it's it's Wes Craven. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. And Friday the Thirteenth are always gonna be those movies. You start in on you know middle school, high school for for horror, and Wes Craven was a trailblazer. Yes, he was. Um, you know, along with uh, who, who am I forgetting? Um, for um, Hellraiser, uh, Clive Barker. Yeah. Um, who's still really fucked up, but um, some of the Hellraiser movies are really fucked up still. Even some of the newer ones, like there was um, one except for the one with the CD like Xenobite. That was right. You know what? I liked. For whatever reason, I liked that. I one. think that was a. Was that the third one as probably, well? Yeah, it's the third one. It was mm-hmm. probably one of the first ones I ever saw. It might be why I like it, but but I've watched it. it, it yeah, I know it's fucking horrible, but you got the the sleazy club guy mm-hmm. and the stupid girl who ends up becoming the one with the thing in her head. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got the camera guy who becomes a cinema with a camera in his head, and the DJ DJ becomes the CD. Cinema. Yeah, the yeah. CD cinema. Yeah. Um, Somewhere on my shelf is the original novella. It's based on the Hellborn Heart. And if you read that, you see exactly where they got all the ideas for that. And it is actually pretty horrifying. 
Oh, yeah, like when he put out the, what is it, him and Tom McFarlane teamed up for those that Tortured Soul toy series? Oh, Holy my God. God. Oh, like, Jesus. I, and it was one of those, oh, like. No, I remember I that. had a bunch Those of were, yeah. I would always eyeball them whenever I was at, like, Mile High Comics or, like, yeah. any place like that. I'm they like. They were really good. They were really good. They were really pricey. And they were, they were, like, really they were like, limited runs. Fucked up. But it's like, good. oh, my God, that lady's, like, clawing her own baby out oh, of her oh. guts with an arm on her head. And you're like. What fever dream do you have? I think we're forgetting we're not actually recording. We're just doing a wraparound. Yes, but anyway, sorry. No, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, but I mean, Rip, Wes Craven, I mean, sorry, really Wes did Craven. We had the ma- like Master of Horror. The Great and Secret Show for the first time when I was in high school. Who? The which one? The Great, Great and Secret, Secret Show. Clive Barker. Oh, Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wes Craven, he was an executive producer on that shit show on MTV that they're calling Scream. Um, you know, here's the thing. He died of brain cancer, so maybe the cancer had eaten that part of his brain that had good decisions in it before he after he started signed, suffering from the dementia. Before he started, before he signed that paperwork. So um, I've been watching Scream. It's very <clears throat> early mid '90s Wes Craven. Is it? Yes. Okay. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I don't I, know at this point in time. I tried watching the first episode. I, was like, I can't. No, I, I, I wasn't even. Far, I wasn't even about no, to subject myself to that. A bunch of the episodes, and the first season is finished airing, so I read the spoilers, and they did kind of telegraph who the killer was. But there's also all the unanswered questions. Of course. Like who the killer was? Oh, no, we knew. Or was it? She runs a podcast. Um, you know, we could do a quick little <laughs> brief, brief talk before we get to NDK, because. Um, uh, so I've been rewatching all the Heroes episodes. Uh-huh. Oh, in preparation for Reborn. In preparation for, what is it? Reborn. Re- week after next. Because mm-hmm. it's the day after my birthday, Reborn comes on. Uh, so yeah. It's not a coincidence. No, because it's fucking me. Um, I, I hacked the network and told them to do it. Uh, <gasps> We've been talking about Mr. Robot, too. Yes. Do we want to do that? Well, I, so we no, we need, we need to talk about Mr. Robot. Okay. We, we can still... We can do that at the end. We can, have, the, we can have an extended... You know, this is gonna be an extra long episode because we're gonna throw some NDK stuff at the yeah, end. Yeah, we're gonna throw in a panel or, or something or maybe an interview. Yeah, who knows? We'll throw something in after this of one of the recordings that we got from uh, NDK. But uh, yeah, so been rewatching the old heroes episodes. I'm only halfway through the second season. Um, I forgot how the second season. It's 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 okay. It's not as good as the first season. No. Um, but there's the the paper company. Primatech versus whatever the other we're It's the of. third season. It's Primatech versus um, well, the second the, Pinehurst. Yeah, Pinehurst comes out in the second season. Oh, does it? Introduced. Yeah, because oh, okay. yeah, because you've got Pinder working with a group of people that don't have an official name yet, um, and there he's got Molly. Molly gets sick. He tries to bring Molly to the this group that can supposedly help her, mm-hmm. and they get the black girl from New Orleans who can basically Taskmaster. Mimic, she's she Taskmaster. She can mimic anything, right? She's got it's the physical... Mo- it, she's Taskmaster, and I think is they, what I called her when Deb and I talked about right, it. Right, and, and he gives Mohinder a syringe full of a modified Shanti virus to, like, cure her. Oh, that's right, the Shanti virus. And, and Mohinder ended up obviously not doing it because he, he can't do it to her because she loves her ability. She's a, a wonderful thing. Yeah, um, uh, photographic reflexes is what that's yeah. called. Uh, I would have gotten her. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And I, I'm pretty sure that that group that, that's trying to do that turns into Pinehurst. Because um, we talked about some of the, the bad parts about the second season were the um, South American brother-sister. Which, uh, with, the, with the virus power or whatever that was. Like, the plague power, and then he's the... You know, I don't, I don't they, think he was the cure. I think he just calmed her down. 
No, he was the cure because he would always cure Siler when Siler was exposed to her. Oh, that's right. That's He'd, like, right. pull it back into her. She was a um, really beautiful actress, though. She was. Oh, right? you get to see side boob when Mohinder bangs her in the third season. I've seen her before. Just so you know. I've seen her in other stuff, too. I'm I sure I can look her up. can't think of what, but, uh... Yeah, the whole Siler and her and the brother traveling back from South now, America. See, I, I like the idea of Siler being depowered and making his way back to America. Like, I yeah. like that. Like, having the kind of reverse Bruce Banner thing. Absolutely. Where it's a bad guy hitchhiking. That would have been great. I'm sorry, I just got that whole walking away song in my head. That's, well, you should have. Thank you. But, uh, but, yeah, the brother and the sister really detracted from that. Well, and her power, every time she would use it, all I could think of was the black oil from X-Files. Yeah, yeah, the way it filled, yeah. Because it was pretty much her eyes would go black just like that, and it mm-hmm. would kind of start dripping, and yeah, it just, eh, what, it, I didn't like that. But I did, I'm looking forward to Heroes Reborn, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with Hero. And, and Matt Parkman, yeah, and, Matt and Mo Hinder. back, and Mo Hinder's back, and the Horner Peter? Glasses Is guy. Peter back? No. Horner and Glasses guy's back. But I don't think he's, he's back, back as like a, a main character. Yeah. He's not going to be like a guest star. No, the he's going to be there for The way him. Greg uh, Grunberg and um, Masioka is going to yeah. be. And, and, uh, uh, and I guess it's, it's from what I've seen so far in, in previews and whatnot, it's basically going to be, you know, this is where heroes would be if the show had continued all the way through till now. So well, it's, and it's, it's not gonna, a reboot. It's basically a continuation. Well, yeah, they jump because they're going to, because I think uh, Tim Kring Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, talked about. He goes. We left off with Claire, Claire exposing exposing herself. the heroes, oh, and he goes. Oh, she would. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, not right now. You might want to give her some more time. Is she pregnant or something? She just had a kid with her giant hockey playing boyfriend slash husband. I'm not sure if they've actually gotten married yet. And when I say uh, giant, yeah, mar- I was gonna say when oh, I say big giant, dude. I mean like somewhere in Eastern European giant, like. I don't think I, I'm pretty sure he cracked her pelvis when she had their daughter. No, I got, no. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to be the same again. That's okay. Um, There's surgeries that can put that shit back. She's got a healing ability. <laughs> no, I mean I'm pretty sure. Okay, you know how tiny. <laughs> that was no, but, awesome. But you guys know if how tiny she is. No, but you one. guys know how tiny she is, right? She's oh, a yeah. little nine pound baby. Oh god. Oof. Yeah, that'll split you up in like a. Pesiotomy is all I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. Probably literally ripped her. And then her husband probably really enjoyed it. And I wish I could remember which comedian it was. I was talking about this. Maybe I maybe I have this confused. One of my fucked up friends. No, it's not Jim Jeffries. It is one of my fucked up friends. We were talking about birth, and I think it was Pyro. I was talking about the episiotomy thing uh, maybe not pyro I could be wrong on who it was you probably shouldn't have named her it was a whole oh whatever it's pyro he fucking would say it anyway um, we're all sitting around a group of table a, a group of us sitting around talking about this and for whatever reason this came up and it talked about how you clip it I mean it was it was a bad episiotomy so it was clipped basically from the, the bottom of the vagina all the way to the no, asshole no it's, it's mm-hmm. from your V to your A and, and there was a not always it's not all there, there's levels of episiotomy yeah. I realize that. It's really funny, though, because and Doug read this book, too, in Let's Pretend This Never Happened. She talks about them wanting to do it like a lightning bolt so she can have the Harry Potter scar. Oh, that's And her funny. husband refusing to draw it. It would be funnier if she wouldn't shave down there, either, because then it's a Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Uh, so he's talking about this, and I was like, yeah, I think maybe it was me that said it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Fuck me, this was a really drunk night. I remember that part very well. We might need some more beer. Is there me or somebody else said, yeah, but think about it, you could have vaginal and anal sex at the same time. <laughs> oh, 
Ryan. No. Oh my god, it's a utility uh, hole. Oh, yeah. So Can we move on? Moving on to... Uh, uh, but anyway, so um, I, I did want to say um, I, I had completely forgotten when we were talking about Hero Season 2 because I was like, is that the season with uh, Peter and Ireland? And I was like, yeah. I really liked that except I for one that. thing, and I know you, I brought it up to you, where they, he flash, uh, does the flash forward to like the plague future, and he leaves that chick there, and it yeah. never gets paid off. No. And Peter just acts like it never happened. Two episodes later, like he's kind of distraught. The, the one episode later, and then he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, going back to New York." Well, he absorbed Claire's healing power by that point, so just you know, it's mental instability. Yeah, right. Yeah, instability. yeah. Well, he's being chased by Veronica Mars, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what? Well, and her dad, Dead Ryerson, with lightning powers. Um. Yep. So um. It's, yeah, that was heroes. Anyway, uh, Mr. Robot. Oh, yes. They delayed Season the finale, finale of Mr. Robot. Was. I understand now why they delayed it, because that was fucked up. Actually, I thought it was less of the Virginia shooting. I honestly thought of that, that Faces of Death, um, mm. where the, the found, found mm. Nazi or whatever he was yeah. shot, shot himself. Like, that was almost... Too close to that, where I was like, well, "That's just, what that's what I thought." But I understand it's literally a shooting on live TV. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it was. And um, I, I mean, he, I get it. I understand what. But that season finale, and, and I don't, I actually don't want to go into much too much to it because I don't want to give away spoilers, and I think everyone should really watch this show. Absolutely. Uh, Hacker approved. It is. It, it's it's really really good, and the writing is fucking phenomenal. And it took me a minute when it, when I first started watching. I'm like, "Fuck, did I miss an episode?" Because it skips two days. It skips three. Three. Mm-hmm. It's it starts right him, at him in the yeah. He wakes up in that truck and 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 it starts with with everything already going on, and it's basically you know that like him thought. trying to, to travel back to figure it out. And I like the way they ended it, and the way they ended that se- the season leaves it for so many fucking possibilities. That well, I, there's I can say there's about spoilers um, ultimately because it's an unanswered question, but he doesn't figure it out. No, he doesn't. So, I mean, figure, I don't think that he spoils it. He doesn't figure out all of it. He doesn't figure out all Some of it. Some of it, but I mean, like, there's a huge question of where Tyrell where is, and, and there's a hint at that oh, that I'm not going to say. That interaction between him and his wife? A, she got hotter. Yes, she did. Like, and two, because I, I thought that I was like, oh my god, those eyes. Yeah. Did, um, so, wait, did you did you notice? in the, So, at first I thought maybe it was my... Uh, with my tablet adjusting. No, to his tra- the tracking on him, like the no, way. No, no, no. no. So, uh, there was some tracking stuff too, but no, there was. Um, I was watching my tablet, and and the sun had started setting, so my tablet was adjusting because it does that auto adjust on the uh-huh. dimming, on the brightness, and there's a there's a split second brightness difference when she says something. I'm I'm not gonna say what it is. She says something, and she oh, she says it in her language. Uh huh. Do you know what that is? Do you know what it was she said? No. She said, "If you hurt him, I will kill you." But she says it in whatever that is. Yeah, is that Polish says, uh, or Romanian. Is it, was it Romanian. Romanian? She says, uh, she oh, says that goddamn like, she says, like, if you have injured him or if you have hurt him, I will kill you, is what she says. He doesn't get it. No, and, uh, he literally says, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's about. like, what did you say? Uh, but that's what she says. Um, but so, the whole interaction, like, so in there's his, the one, in his, that's the, the one spoiler. in his head while she's talking and, what, uh, and how she manipulates the uh-huh. conversation, I was like... This is what's called, it's, Deb, Deb and I, uh, I, or I've talked to you about this, where um, one of the hardest things to write is uh, two men in a box. Yes. Um, and, and you can probably figure out what that is, it's very self-explanatory. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, that was, I mean, that should be, that should be the perfect example of any course 
in terms of Two Men in a Box, because yeah. that was a fantastic fucking interaction, especially while breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, constantly. And then the Mr. Robot breaks that fourth wall by the end, because he's like, don't talk to them. And it's like, whoa, yeah. wait, did he just refer to... Oh my god, I, I have so many extra notes that next week we're going to probably go back to it just so yeah, I can we'll slam out, slam we'll, out we'll my detailed back. notes. We'll yeah. touch back next week when people have had some more time to watch it. But Absolutely. in case you haven't listened to it, The Nerdist with, with Christian Slater. And I haven't probably, listened to it yet. You have to listen to it. It's really fucking good. It was recorded, obviously, a couple weeks before the uh, original air date of the, mm-hmm. of the finale, uh, which is why they released it on that day, obviously, and then it got pushed back. Um, but yeah, you should absolutely listen. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite Nerdists so far, because... They're both. I, mean, I love Christian Slater, always have, and I I feel like some of the shows he's done um, that should have done really well, I think just got a bad rap. Breaking in. Breaking in is not one of those shows. Breaking yeah. in shouldn't have lasted. Was he the one that was the show, my worst right. enemy? Where it was like the splits. Yeah. yeah. I remember going like, okay, let's see where this goes, and then it just got canceled. Like, yeah. It was like it didn't, oh, didn't last long at all. Um, it was like when him and Kevin Bacon were kind of competing in network shows. Yeah. Because you had... Uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon was doing... Um, the Following. The Following. The Following, and, and then... get that show. Early well, it's because it was based on... Was it a Swedish? No, that's The Killing. No, it's... Uh, yeah, no, The Killing is the killing Swedish. Killing based on a Swedish crime drama. Killing was based on something else, though. It's, it's something foreign. Um. Yeah, anyway. So, Mr. Robot, absolutely watch it. Everything's out now. You and can, you can binge watch it on USA. You can torrent it. I don't care. You can buy it through iTunes. You can buy it through Google Play. You can get it on Amazon. Fucking too. watch it. And uh, post credit scene on. The, I'm yes. not going to say what it is, but like watch. Yes. Because what happened was on the finale, I make sure you watch I, after the credits. I just happened to move my mouse while I was watching it on my computer during the credits because I was like, oh, I'm going to you know kill the window, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, there's three minutes of credits, and I'm like, scroll, 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 whoa. So, awesome, awesome, awesome. Definitely. Loved it. All kinds of things left for me. I'm really hoping they don't hit, like, like a sophomore jinx. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Um, that show has five seasons written already. Yeah, yeah. S- uh, Sam, um, like The storyline's story out for, for five seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sam, Sam, uh, Sam uh, Yeah. Um, and, the, and the tech guys they have working on it as consultants are... I know a handful of them are really, really good, really, really friendly. I guess the hacker community has been reaching out to him a lot, helping even more. Um, so, yeah, watch the show. Because I know, you know, like at, at least second season premiere, they're going to say it's up for a third season. Oh, it's going to gonna have a huge... By that point, it should... It should I mean, be I don't think it'll be like Fear the Walking Dead big, but I think Mr. Robot has the ability... We talked about this last week with Fear the Walking Dead, where... Walking Dead and Breaking Bad didn't catch on at first. Like no. it was just a core bunch of people going, "Holy shit!" Like the burn. word, the word, of, and but the word of mouth yeah. was huge, especially since the internet's such a powerhouse now, um, in terms of you know tweeting things out and and recommendations and word of mouth. Do we want to talk know. about why we were what we were popular about on Instagram this weekend? What we were what? Sheridan loved us. This are we jumping just to NDK? Um, let me let me let me check um, let me check some show notes real quick and then uh, we will go to where we need to go. Uh, I don't remember what app I put all this crap in. Bleep bloop blah blah bleep a picture of Wolverine. Um, Helpful. Bleep bloop blah. No, uh, everything else on on, on this is um, next week. I'll talk about corrections I, and mistakes. Like I said, so. next week I'll talk about I finished Felicia Day's new book. Um, okay, we talked about Wes Craven. Uh-huh. Um, 
Um, I've just got oh, corrections God, and mistakes, sure. and then ND count. Oh, you know, uh, there is one thing, and this is, you know, we can use this as a, uh, as a, as a bridge into, um, into NDK, because this is more about DragonCon, but it's only specific about DragonCon in this particular case. Uh, the EFF, which, for those who don't know, is the Electronic Frontier Foundation. They were established back in the 90s. Uh, no, I take that back. Uh, no, what was it? I, I want to say late 90s, early 90s. Um, actually, because of some hacking raids that had happened back then. Um, back then, there was this thing called, uh, this was 80s, goddamn, it was like 88. There was a thing called Operation Sun Devil. The FBI used um, as an opportunity to, to basically raid and arrest a fuckload of hackers back then. Um, and and the, the, the thing, the, the, the trigger for it was... Um, it was zero cool crashing 103 computers. No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, the trigger for it was someone had downloaded uh, an ATT, AT&T manual on the emergency 911 network. How, uh, not, not technical, no, no secret codes, no secret backdoors, not punching this number to fuck with it. It was all very technical explanation of literally how things worked when you dialed 911. That's all this document was. It, it said what your phone did and how, this, how the network worked when you dialed 911. And this document, for those who don't know, people like, people back then still uh, to this day, like reading about how phones worked, how the phone network works. So we'd read lots of fucking technical manuals that were boring as shit to anyone else and were worthless to anyone else. We loved them, so we'd swap them and trade them. Well, this 911 document made it around to all the fucking hacker bulletin boards in record time. And, uh, they used that as a trigger. AT and T went to the FBI and said they stole that document. We have to, you know, that's that's a class, that's a sensitive corporate protected document. Blah blah blah. And so the FBI raids all these bulletin boards, only arrest all these hackers, and um, they were trying to claim the AT and T was trying to claim that this document was worth like, millions of dollars or some bullshit. Um, which the, the lawyers eventually got involved, and somebody found out that you could actually buy the document from AT and T for twenty five dollars. So everything ended up getting dropped, but but the EFF kind of came out of this. Um, and so at DragonCon this year, they were doing this thing called um, Project Secret Identity, and it was basically for all the cosplaying people. Uh, and, and their little press release came out and said, "Costuming is a highly visible form of expression that simultaneously preserves anonymity. So in many ways, cosplay represents the ultimate amalgam of privacy and free speech, both of which are constantly under threat." DragonCon is a fantasy convention and renowned for its cosplay and home to the Electronic Frontiers Forum is the perfect venue for rallying the fandoms. Um, Project Secret Identity, online at projectsecretidentity.org, asks cosplayers to pose for photos while bearing signs emblazoned with pro-privacy and internet freedom slogans such as I have a right to a secret identity, identity and privacy is not a fantasy. So if you're DragonCon, which I guess is over now, yeah. uh, you know, hopefully you stop by the EFF booth and they'll, they'll, they were taking these pictures to put up on the EFF website and on Gizmodo and a few other places. But uh, they're going to start doing that at more and more conferences. So um, it's an interesting way to show your... It's an interesting way for cosplayers to show their, their uh, support of, of internet and real-life privacy and yeah. whatnot, what, what EFF tries to do. So It's what Captain America was fighting for, guys. You'll find that out next summer. Freedom. Freedom. He's fighting for America. America. So we went to our first con. Holy shit, IndyK. So, first off, 
I would personally like to thank DK for giving us the press badges that we got. Absolutely. I may never be able to go to a con without a press badge ever again. Uh, thank you, John Otis, uh, their press coordinator. Yeah. Great guy. Um, thank you for putting up with Doug. <laughs> the constant emails. <laughs> the emails actually weren't, I mean, it, I never went overboard. He never went overboard. No, was, no, no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, it, but it was, he kept us well informed um, in a timely manner for 99.9%. Hey, Garbatron's back. And we had a delightful interview this morning. We did. But I, I do want to thank. I'm sorry. I don't want yeah, to thank the the the, the, uh, uh, the NDK staff was amazing. Um, they were. They were all. I mean, volunteers, staff, all of them were extremely polite and helpful. Um, no one was rude at all. No. Didn't except notice, for Deb. Didn't notice anybody that having. Wasn't rude. You're always rude. Eh. Didn't notice anybody having like unlike DefCon where the goons and the volunteers and the staff like a lot of them get power trippy. I didn't notice that with this crowd at all. No. Like their security guys were cool. The the. I mean, I, I realize it's a very different conference and a different age group overall. Because, um, I mean, we're looking at basically 15 to 20-somethings with occasional older people, but mostly probably really 15 to 20. That's, yeah, high school. Um, I mean. So I realize it's, it's, a, it's... But at the same time, like, those kids can be a little more unruly in different ways than, I guess... Yeah, adults yeah, can, yeah. Adults but. can. Uh but uh, you know it was awesome, and, and all the staff was awesome. The people were awesome. The the attendees were fucking. Phenomenal. I was gonna say the attendees were so gracious in terms of. I didn't you know I. Uh, I didn't have a single person like no. rude. No, no. Well. I mean, I had, and I felt bad. You know, like, some of them like pose, and you can tell they're kind of stretching or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example would be our, the Spider Man we saw. Yeah. And he would you know pose, and they get back up, and I'd be like, oh, I'm really sorry, and he was like, no, no, like. Yeah. I will do it because yeah. I'm Spider-Man and I'm like that's and I told him I was like I'm sorry I know I took a picture of you yesterday but my flash bleached out I could really use it. he goes great no, um, I mean really gracious um, I look forward to next year you know um, they, were, they were really even the, the attendees were really gracious with people that weren't in the con at all Oh, because there was pe- a lot of wanderers. People on the street, people that were just kind of wandering through and like going. Or saying like, like kind of take pictures. Yeah. yeah. And like we were, I was walking by, and uh, this guy was smoking a cigarette, and he was in costume, and there was this little old lady. Uh, he was dressed as like Sub Zero or some some sort of ninja. It wasn't Sub Zero, but similar costume. Um, and he's standing there smoking a cigarette. This little old lady is there with her husband and her friends, and she looks at me, and the sun's coming down. She's got her sunglasses on, and she's like, "Sir." Sir, can I can I please take a picture of you in your costume? And he, the guy was really awesome. He's like, yeah, absolutely. And he does the pose, and she snapped her little picture. She's got like her little point and shoot camera. Yeah. And she's like, I wish I could see the picture. <laughs> he goes, Well, hold on, let me check. And he like looks at it for it. He's like, Yeah, why don't you take one more just to be safe? And he poses again for it. She's like, Oh, thank you so much. And he's like, This is why we dress up. Um, so many good cosplays too. There were some amazing costumes. I, I wish I, I had gotten a chance to take half the pictures. The, uh, yeah, the only too. the only one I regret was, um, and I kept looking at the costume like I know that costume, another costume, another costume, and I we had to end up going to a panel where we had to run off to somewhere, and then I went to the Trigun panel and I was like, right, what are the fucking bad guys from Trigun? Like it was like Legato. I'm oh. like, God damn it! Nice. I'm sorry. I think I think Zap Brannigan might still be my favorite. Oh yeah, Zap the Slurpee Toad and Zap Brannigan. That was a big man in a short skirt. That's well, all I remember. Much, <laughs> much, much like Zap Brannigan. Why they was call perfect. him the Valor Fog? Kiff, tighten my corsets. Um, and he did have his dual Slurpees in hand. Oh god, he was. Crazy. That was, and he goes, "Well, let me put these down." We're like, "No, no, 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 no!" no. And we were quoting Futurama back and forth at each other. I mean, 
No, the, a lot of great. The Spider Man, his backpack was awesome. Is that the one with the the, the webbing backpack? Yeah, I saw it. Um, a lot of like the the, the Arkham Bane was good. Yeah, um, I saw it. The Joker, the Joker Assassin's Creed. Yeah, did you see that guy? I did. We were out smoking when That's we right, saw right. the the Joker Assassin's Creed. Uh, suicide Harley Quinn. I mean, I could I could go through it. Oh, the better. Suicide Squad Harley was badass. She uh, turns out so you were totally you right. She even had the right shoes. She did. She had the right but shoes. But she did not have the right jacket. You were right. It says. Exactly. I, I asked Joker. her. I Clinton asked her. Company established. Yeah. I asked her, and I said, I, I, I sat it with you, and she was no. I just didn't have the time to like embroider a patch or whatever. And well, I was that's like, that's because oh. the jacket that has that on that is so expensive right now. Like I told Ryan, I'm waiting it out. When that movie comes out, I'm gonna buy the twenty dollar Hot Topic version. The weird part is. Someone walked up to her and said something about, like, have you seen Batman? And she said, no. Oh, there was a Batman there that day. That's what they she, were probably she, referring she, to. Okay, actual just, Batman. Because I was like, wait, you you haven't seen Batman? And, she, like, I, I was, and she was like, what? I'm like... You know, she, you, meant, she meant the cosplayer? Yeah, no, I, yeah. That, 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 got di- that got discovered, like, five seconds later, where she's like, no, like, the Batman, and I'm like... Right, right. Okay, sorry. I was. Oh, there was I, it's Batman, just, Superman, Batman, the armored Batman. The the, the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, I, I call him Dark Knight Batman because that's yeah. from Dark Knight. But um, he was there. There was. Uh, oh, we got so many pictures. Oh yeah, we've we've got an Instagram uh, at the underscore bacn to check all that out. And uh, we're not gonna just stop posting since um, uh, after the con. I'm, I'm gonna try to keep up on the on the Instagram. Yeah, um, but yeah. it, it's uh, we got like something like two fifteen eighty pictures, oh, yeah. and then uh, and then Lizzie's gonna give me the the photos and I we'll dump them onto um, Facebook still, and so Twitter. I'm so proud of that one picture. It's just one picture. You'll the, see the, the the like that, girl uh, that steampunk dress, uh, the girl with dark with dress. The, she's sitting down in the sunlight. Like, I kept seeing her through that window. Yeah, I saw her a couple of times. She's mm-hmm. a gorgeous girl. Uh, but there's that. I got that perfect picture because I was like, can I take a picture? And she starts sitting up like, no, 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 no. Please just, sit down. Just, yeah. Do you want to tell them the first uh, Instagram post that the Sheridan liked for us? The what I had taken a picture of. Um, I believe it was my press badge, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was like, you know, NDK, we are inside you, and uh, this is like we just like literally started the Instagram like an hour ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I get this notification I've never seen, and it's like the Sheridan favorited one of your posts, and I'm like, which one? Oh, God, we're inside you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I think we were sitting at, like, what, maybe opening ceremonies when I kind of, like, was like, Argh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was great. We, of course, walked in and made a beeline for the bar. Um, we had a little bit of a learning curve. Not, not the, a lot. I, I would say the learning curve was in terms of where everything was, not, like, what you know, to do. Even or... then, by the end of the first day, I figured that part out. I think our learning curve... Mainly was very evident when you and I went to go take pictures of the cosplay contest last night. Yes. Um, one, I should have had a much bigger lens with me because I would, but it would have been better. But um, yeah, we, we couldn't get close enough, and we should have been there earlier. Yeah, we should have been there. Knowing earlier. that it was going to be a main event and it was going to be like the thing of yeah Saturday. Yeah. I'm not sad I missed it. I had lots of fun doing other stuff. No, I mean, but. We still had a good time. It was just, you know, it, it was a little disappointing because I really wanted to take some pictures of that because I'm sure those costumes were fucking amazing. As as amazing as the costumes were, we had seen just all over the place On the, the floor, but day. I mean, yeah. I can only imagine the ones that were being held onto for the contest. And so many weird, unique costumes, too. Like, you and I were totally hysterically laughing over the Japanese game show host. He was awesome! 
Did you see him? This little Asian kid. I've got video of him. Yeah, he had a box, a white box. Big box and wrapped it in white paper. And Mm -hmm. written things on all the sides. And taped different things, like different different things to it. It was like, so it's a six-sided die. And on one side would be punishment punishment time. And then the next side would be uh, origami prize. And the next side would be Haichu prize. And then the next side would be super punishment prize. And, and then there's a mystery prize. Like, he had all these different things. Oh, and there's a card prize. That was the other one. Um, and so he'd hand it to a person. They'd roll it on the floor. And what? Let it, yeah. yeah. And awesome. Like and whatever they get. Like, he'd be like, and he was doing the whole game show. He'd be like, origami prize! And he'd reach okay. in his little bag. Awesome. And he'd made all these little fucking origami okay. cranes. Super and handing punishment them out. prize? Hilarious. Yeah. He had he these two big giant fans. Paper fans. And he'd hit you with the fans for super punishment. Yeah. Awesome. They make noise, but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't hurt you. All I can think of is Getty Winston Tabby and um, UHF. He's like, it was awesome. with Wheel of Fish, and he's like, oh, do you take what's in the box? What's in the box? Nothing! You're so stupid! You never take the box! There was one point, um, I, the first time I saw the, the guy before, I don't know where you two had gone. I, was I think just, we were in a different room. I was just chilling out in, the, in, the, in that room. I was just chilling out, kind of hanging on the floor, and he, I'm watching him, and this group, this huge group of people pop up eventually, and there's this one group of cosplayers, and they're all, they all keep raising their hand. Every single one of them, there had to be like ten of them. Five of them did it in a row. They all got either punishment prize or super punishment prize. Then he tried to, like, break it up a little bit, go into the other side of the room for a minute. Goes back to them. The first person that rolls gets the mystery prize, and she's like, oh, the mystery prize. And he pulls it out. Super duper punishment prize. And, like, it's just, every one of them got the fucking punishment prize. No matter, it was just critical mass. It was, it was funny. It was, uh, it was a great idea. So Ryan and I actually went to both the Robotech panels yes. while we were there, which we really liked. Because um, we did the uh, Robotech kind of documentary and history of. Yeah, which was actually pretty cool. And then we did the more informative panel, and I say informative with a little bit of a smirk. Yeah, so, you know, it was this, this year's the 30th anniversary of Robotech, um, which, I mean, I grew up as a kid watching that cartoon. I remember, I remember we used to wake up on Saturday mornings early because... Because um, it was Saturday morning cartoons. Well, there was one morning I woke up really early. Uh, it was like six thirty in the morning, and I woke up and I turned the TV on and fucking Robotech came on and I fell in love with it. And from that Saturday on, I'd always wake up at six thirty in the morning to watch Robotech. Um, so we go in this thing, and the, and the the guy, the guy I was talking a lot is the marketing director. Steve Yu or the other guy? No, the other guy. Whose name I can't remember. Um, so they, you know, first off, Robotech.com and the Robotech store, literally the RobotechStore.com, have both undergone massive changes. Um, there's all kinds of new shit in the Robotech store, which he walked through every single one of them. Some of them are very cool, like they finally have transforming Veritech fighters. Nice. The one one hundred scale. Yeah. And they look really cool. There's gonna be a, a Ray Fokker, a Roy Fokker, excuse me. And uh, yeah, they're pretty yeah, fucking big. Yeah. And then they're rolling out with a bunch more of the um, models for the game. Yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, well, that's that's their Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, See, so there's some cool shit, and they're doing like skateboards and t-shirts and uh, all kinds of shit. Uh, oh, and they're doing they're gonna take the I didn't even know there was one. Robotech and Voltron had a crossover comic for a while. Yep. I yep. had no idea, but the uh, the graphic novel is getting released this year. And there's going to be additional pages in it nice. that apparently changed the ending of the whole fucking thing. Oh, wow. And spin it off. And then they talked a lot about, well, basically every answer to every question, no matter what the question was, the answer was, well, we got to get our Sony deal finished first and finalized before we can talk about any of that. Sony so, spot rights to do a live action and build a universe. Right. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah, I mean, based on Sony's quotes they were showing, this is going to be a universe building thing for Sony. 
Well, and you and I have talked about that outside where, um, you know, the U.S. fucked uh, the Dragon Ball Z movie. Absolutely. And Japan is slowly fucking uh, Attack on Titan to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those where Robotech is not an extremely well-known commodity in America. I mean, it really isn't. I know it's like one of the fir- first ones that come mm-hmm. over, that Nastro Boy and and and, and, well, so it didn't and stuff. Really come but over as much as it was cha- like the story kind of changed when they when um, they redid it. It's kind of like what they did to One Piece, where they started trying yeah. to edit out big chunks of the story right. to make it a little bit more palatable. But, but you know what I mean? Like Robotech's not a, a high profile. I mean, to us, yes, but to you know, yeah, but to the Joe Schmo in Iowa. I mean, you could probably figure it out. It's Robotech, but yeah. um, and well, it's Japanese, it's, it's so it's all these giant yeah. robots. But um, so they have they have to get it right. Yeah, they well, can't they can't whitewash it. Well, yeah. they do have some good minds that are working on the property. Yeah, they They've have got, a lot of the, good the people producers, attached to the project. The producers are like the guys from Three Hundred, the guys from uh, oh god, they had a whole oh they the, the director the director from, from Fast, Fast and Furious Seven, seven. Uh, Justin Lee. No, no, no that wasn't his name. No, it's like Jane Wan or something like that. It was a very. It wasn't Lee. He's. It's a young. Asian it's a very guy. young Asian guy, but I could have sworn it was something. It wasn't Justin Lee. I could be wrong. Uh, but so he's directing it. They got a guy writing the first version of the script right now. There's no release date. Um, there's no start of production date because well, they're writing the first version of the script. Well, they're still also hammering up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, lawyers are gonna go back and forth probably till the end of the year. Um, James Wan. Okay, so it was... No, yeah, yeah. Kind of close. Um, so what we came out of it with, though, is if you ever want anything on Robotech, you can get the big box set with, like, oh, fucking yeah. everything. You were telling me that last night on our way home? For 40 bucks off Amazon. Brand new. She looked it up. She yeah. was like, yeah, you really can. It's like $36 from Amazon. Nice. It's, you know, all the DVD, all the original series, the Sentinel series, Sentinel 2. Uh, um, I think the, Live, the Love, Live, 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 Live was on there, yeah. and um, two documentaries... I was going to say an mm-hmm. early one and a later one. Yep. They had the 30th anniversary album that they put out. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Ryan had the joke of the panel. Yeah, so we'll be going to that a little bit first because um, they were talking about the, the soundtrack. Everybody's always wanted the, the Robotech music. And for a while, it was gonna it didn't get released because they had said that they, their, their masters had gotten destroyed in a flood in one of their vaults. Come on. Like, it's just gone. Like it's, it, it will never yeah. be recovered. It's, it's trashed. Well, Harmony Gold has vaults all over the world. They were trying to consolidate them into one location or multiple, you know, a couple of locations set up everywhere. And as they're going through these vaults, they find these giant 24-track master tapes. Holy shit. And they first had to find a 24-track yeah, player. Are. Apparently there's two. Yeah, there's two in the north. In the western hemisphere, there's two. Wow. Uh, and they go to the first guy and they find, like, how do you know there's only two? And he goes, because I know the guy that owns the other one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they start playing these and it's all these fucking old Robotech songs. Including some that never got used. Um, there's, Extra verses. There's, you know, there's the song of uh, that Min May is singing while literally the world's blowing up. I think it's just called "We Will Win." I think so too. But uh, the world's blowing up. Well, in, the, in the show, there's only two. St- there's only two verses. Um, there's apparently a whole other third verse that no oh. one ever knew about. That's now. So they took these tapes and they were moldy, so they had to bake them to get the mold off, and they fucking remastered them and had to find a, you know, they. So. Now it was a, a process. It's a three-disc set that they released Holy shit. Um, of all Robotech music for the big nice. anniversary. And the cover looked pretty cool, too. So we're doing Q&A with them, and Kit's like, hey, have you ever thought about having any modern artists come back and you know cover or remix, remix. any of the Robotech music? And Michael, I mean, sorry, uh, 
Wow, thank I don't know, you I have so much. Second time today you've done that. Yeah, I don't know why I have Michael on the brain today. I was going to say, Ryan pops out with the funniest thing that had been said the entire time. Because like, the panel, the guys in the front really weren't kidding. They're like, what do you mean, like, like having people, like, remaster them? He's like, no, 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 like, like cover them or, like, remix them. Like, like, and then one of the guys was like, oh, you mean, like, Trent Reznor did when he released all the tracks to his music for one of the albums? And I think it was with Teeth. Um, he does remix the album for everyone. No, but I mean, no yeah, actually, it was Year Zero. It was Year Zero. That he had he other released. people remix it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he no, he literally on the internet gave out. Yeah, you could download all the tracks and you could remix them out mm-hmm. if you wanted. And then uh, he came on the second album that was called Year Zero Remix, and it was all the best. It was and some of them were no name people. Yeah, um, he's like, oh, you mean like Year Zero? Remix? Like, no, and I was like no, more like Skrillex versus Min May. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, and everyone's like, that would be awesome. Yeah, I like immediately. Everyone's like, oh my god, that's awesome. Just you know, don't. I started thinking about like Skrillex would probably get a huge fucking kick out of that because his background is basically video game music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was. I did keep it in at the Robotech panel, not asking them if they were going to do Robotech mega leggings. I kept that question in. I'm amazed at that, actually. Now it's eating well, it's just the girl cancer. behind me kept asking about cell phone cases and ringtones and cell phone charms. Cell phone charms. charms. And we're like, do you really think they're thinking about that right now when they you want to what? do the, original content to build the that, universe? That fucking VP of marketing was like, yeah. And, and he was writing every oh, yeah, sure. fucking thing down. Oh, you're going to buy it? We'll sell it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like well, the no, first thing he ever does is, we've got plushies. I'm like, fucking Veritech fighter plushies? Really? All right. Like I said, both the guys were very nice. I like the other. I like the Asian dude better. Stevie. Steve Yoon ended yeah. up. Um, he hosted the. Oh, he yeah. hosted the the chick fight. The chick fight, which he, was that was, was interesting. I was gonna say, and he actually remembered me when we went to the panel. Oh the yeah. Next day. Yeah, he did. He remembered me. From when we went to the Robotech panel the next day, he was like, "Hey, how are you?" Really? Because we didn't make that much of a splash yes, in the. Yes, but I'm me. He remembered. Oh, like, like, He's like, I remember faces. We were like the tallest, oldest people in that panel. Um, <laughs> you were the tallest. No, um, I was the oldest. You were the tallest. The fucking um, the fucking chick fight panel. I walked in what halfway through that. So the, the, less than halfway through it. Yeah. Um, it and was, sat down, and God, I really wish I had met that little blue haired girl again because she was really sweet. I had an eye out for it. I, I did her. too. I never uh-huh. saw her again. Um, but yeah, she was. Her name was Amanda. I remember that part. Uh, but anyway, sat down, and I don't remember what that fucking kid said. But the second he spotted, it was that kid. He wasn't even on the panel because there were five people that were. Voting. There was there were two there were two people in the peanut we'll call it the peanut gallery who yeah. were like, they were yelling too, out who way too serious about that shit. Well, but I mean that's part and parcel. Like that's no, I, I get I, I get the who win the fight thing that breeds yeah. that level of. Oh, uh, I know, but there were a couple times I was like, oh my god, really? Like you saw my face. Well, I mean, when they're like. In episode two, when it doesn't affect sentient beings, and you're like, oh, Lord, Lord here we go. Yeah, good Lord. Yeah. Well, define sentient, uh, for fuck's sake. Um, I think at one point I was like, can you define the word the? Uh, <laughs> by by quarter to midnight or whatever it was, I was like, can we just vote? Like, some of us don't have boundless energy. Sweetie Belle youth. made it a little bit too far through that whole fucking thing. But I, it was, Who uh, did? Sweetie, Sweetie Belle. Belle. The, 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 the pony. pony. The pony. Um, well, he did say he was trying to weed out the bronies, uh, which was funny. Oh, yeah, and he did. Um, um, Yuki. Wasn't it Yuki that finally won? It, yes. No, no, it, wasn't no, it was, was uh, 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 Sensuki from um, Kill a Lot. Or uh, Kill a Kill. 
Which I'm gonna start watching based on how they were talking yeah, about I, it. Yeah, you know, but I'm interested in the Yuki Yuki show too. I don't know where that came from. I recognize the character, but I don't remember the name of the anime that it came from. I uh, uh, shit, and he said it too. Yeah, he did. But I'll have I'm to sure look you it can up. look it up. I'm sure I can. Um, you look well, up like um, Yuki God if you, Robot. I'm if sure you it'll look come up Yuki, I because I tried this the other day. I googled Yuki and I'm like, holy shit, there was a bunch of stuff that was not what I was looking for. Um, so yeah, I. I guess I'm going to have to find something to quit doing so I can get a Crunchyroll description at this point just so I can catch up on all that shit that I haven't watched because, I mean, I've, I've always liked anime, but I think the last thing I really watched, well, I used to love Cartoon Network, Toonami. Yeah. yeah. No, they, we talked they about did, this. Yeah, we talked about something back here. It's it, Cowboy you know, they, Bebop. They did Cowboy Bebop, which I fucking love. Um, Inuyasha. Inuyasha was really good. Naruto, I got into a little bit and kind of dropped it. Naruto wasn't really my. Um, wasn't I got you know Dragon Balls. That was my introduction to Dragon Balls. Dragon Z, Ball. Tsunami started with Dragon Balls. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they did uh, for the late night stuff. It was uh, they did uh, uh, FLCL or Fuli Cooley. They did Trigun, which was my introduction yes. to Trigun, oh, and I, I was like, that. Well. yeah. And they, then yeah, Gundam Wing. Gun, yeah, Gundam, Gundam, Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing W. I think was the second series. Was there a W? Or Gundam Wing Z, something like that. There was, there was, well, there was Gundam Wing, and there was Gundam Wing Endless Waltz was the movie. And then there was a series after was that. There a series? Okay. It was like Gundam Zero or something. Like, it, it was some kind of... Okay. Um, and then they, they, did, they did, I think they did... Uh, well, then they started doing, like, they, Mobile Suit Gundam and all the... They, they yeah, like, yeah, Gun, yeah, Gundam yeah. Wing did so and well yeah, for that, them that they Well, then they started, the and they would do, um, like, Dragon Ball GT, which was... Yeah. I didn't watch that one. GT was rough. We, we should probably try and wrap up. Um, well, this. you know, I, I, some some of the panels, you know, I won't have um, that much to talk about. Um, you guys really liked the Queen D. I was gonna say let's, oh let's jump we'll to Queen D real later. quick. We can talk about that panel for hours. Okay. Um, I would like to say a big thank you to um, to Talison. For doing, Jaffe, yes. Yeah, for doing an interview with us this morning. Absolutely. I would, my only panel. regret is we only had 30 minutes with him. Um, he was unbelievable. And an even bigger thank you to him because Deb and I crashed his panel later that day, which was basically how the fuck did I get here. Um, and he let me record it without, like, he didn't even question me. I didn't ask, to be honest, which I guess I should have. But uh, he even told me later as we were leaving, he's like, you know, I shouldn't let people record it, but I knew you were going to, he recognized us from the interview. He's like, mm-hmm. no, I knew you were going to use it for good. Um, and I did turn it off when he told a story that should Just never be, be recorded yeah. uh, or talked about on the air. Um, what was it? Great <laughs> fucking story. Amazing story. Good panel. Um, really good panel. Brilliant guy, and I, I really liked meeting him a lot. Um, and Scott McNeil, who I honestly had no idea who the fuck he was when I first saw him. Until he starts doing voices. Until we talked, we went to his first panel. I'm like, oh my god. First off, he's fucking hilarious. Well, we went to his panel yeah. because of the way he presented himself at opening ceremony. Yeah, because he, he was just so cowboyed goofy. out. Yeah. I was like, I, I you said he looked like the Brett Michaels, Ted Nugent. I mean, that was his look. Yeah. Well, oh, and somebody, somebody last night told yeah, him, yeah. like, you know, dude, awesome Brett Michaels cosplay. No, but he told us in the second panel, which we have recorded, mm-hmm. that years ago he met Brett Michaels, and Brett Michaels still had short hair. So who's copying whose look? No, fair enough. Um, Scott McNeil, and I, I don't, I'm sorry, I had to return a text while you guys were talking. Um, actually, about podcasting. Um, With whom? Uh, Dan, Gretchen's husband. Um, okay. You know, we had talked about doing a, a metal podcast yeah. years and years ago. Um, so I was just answering an email. Um, but anyway... Uh, we the first night Deb and I went to the the Queen D, uh, like was uh, it horror, horror yeah, it's stories it's convention horror, convention horror stories? horror yeah. stories. Oh my god, 
Deb, you found a best friend. I, that's all I know on that one. Because yeah. you were laughing so hard. So hard. And um, we're going to get those t-shirts. Don't you know who I think I am? Don't you know who I think I am? You're going to send her one then? Uh, no, she was telling making actually, them and selling them at cons. Oh, and I was like, I would... We want pictures, ones with pictures of her on the front and then that phrase on the back. Yeah, because she was great. She did the, um, the bullying um, panel, which effectively... Like, did not really get into bullying at all. Um, she was talking about how they had, like, a late night with her and um, Scott McNeil. Oh, God. And, oh, and I've got I've got it. She talks about, like, one of the... Like, she's like, oh, yeah, like, five years ago, six years ago, like, whatever, like, you know, we were, like, we didn't even go to sleep, and we were, like, smoking cigars and drinking scotch on, like, a roofside, you know, pool, and then right. we just wandered around Florida at, like, three in the morning, and then... We just like went to breakfast and had to pretend like we had slept, and then by the middle of the day we're like, "Oh my god!" Like, and she, and then she was talk, or uh, yeah, she was talking about how like like last night um, they were trying to stay up to like two, and like Scott McNeil was like, "What happened to us?" And, she, yeah. and you know, and Queen D's like, uh, the, "So really, like the bullying panel wasn't it boiled down to like Wheaton's Law, where it's like, don't be a dick, like you're gonna get yeah. kicked out. Always find. I mean, it developed into some really real shit um, near the end." Um, that I I don't I don't feel comfortable actually talking about it. I, I it I, it actually like upset the entire crowd. Um, I w- I will say it involved not only um, bullying of um, a handicapped person, but also uh, their service animal. Aww. Like yeah, like that that actually like that screeching halt to the panel for like a I good bet. like minute while it, it was rough. While everybody re- rebooting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but literally, like, you know, before that, like, it, it was just her, like, sharing story. Like, it was Queen D, like, to a T, where it's, like, total tangents, total, like... Queen D explaining to us how she got some chemical burns on her testicles. Yeah. And lost a nipple. And, no, she her friend her friend lost a nipple. Oh, lost a nipple. Lost a nipple. Oh, well, I wish the audio would have come out from that. Unfortunately, that we, we, couldn't, we couldn't recover the audio for. Because um, that would have been fucking phenomenal. That would have been the first one we put out. Um, and, uh... You know, maybe uh, we'll share that story uh, in, oh, in the future. Some, some other time. Um, but I'm trying to think of some of the other stuff we went to. Um, I went to a Trigun um, relationship. Uh, um, you identity. Went to, you went to the dating thing. Oh my god! Yeah, I went to the the 18 and over um, like uh, NDK dating game, which got really raunchy really quick. The host was easily one of the most quick witted people I've ever seen. I mean, he was like. Fuck you, yeah, heckle me. Like, nice. and every time someone heckled him, it's like, and it wasn't like they like poked him, like, oh, I'm gonna heckle you and see, like, they would just do it, like it was, you know, yeah, raunchous, really yeah, like we're all having fun, but like he would just be like, bam, and it's like everyone in the crowd would be like, and you'll hear it when you hear the recording, like every five seconds, it's all of us going, oh, nice, like you know, he goes, finally, butt was the name of one of the games, and the guy goes, the whole thing, you're just the tip, and he goes, well, for you, there wouldn't be a difference, oh, like. That's the kind of stuff that wow. the host was just like, and off the top of his head, was just nailing everyone. It was fucking it's fantastic. Fucking I wish, I honestly, I was like, I almost texted you and was like, you should not know, have laughed for I that. Know, I, the rave, fine, that was just know, underwhelming and weird, but. Well, no, I mean, I, I, both those things I really wanted to see. And again, you know, we talked about this. Lessons learned. We'll, we'll do it next. Lessons next learned. Um, you know, Deb, I appreciate you letting us meet at your house every morning, and the, and the walk down there isn't that bad. It's it's what mile, mile and a half, maybe. Yeah. Um, 
And the weather's nice here right now, so it's not too terribly fucking hot. Well, there's also us trying to avoid parking on the holiday weekend. No, abs- absolutely. And, and even if we do what you're talking about doing next year, I'd still say let's just fucking walk from here to there. Or, you know, drive down, drop off all of our shit, park over here, and I'll walk back. Um, our one mistake, and, and you know, again, we, we kind of did this, not necessarily last minute, but definitely not planning it we months ahead of time like most And not knowing what we were walking into. Yeah, I mean, ultimately. Absolutely. Um... We we uh, we'll definitely have a room next year. We'll have a room. That way we can take naps, or we can just cram, yeah, you know, chill nice, for a second. If you need to just be like, well, I just don't feel like fucking carrying this bag anymore. Or, oh shit, I need my fucking giant zoom lens. I we can just you know go back into the room, or if we want to crash out for an change. hour, have a drink, chill out, not destroy a public bathroom. Um, yeah, that too. Uh, although, I ate although, very poorly this weekend, if, if folks. We're, if we're sharing a room. You're not allowed to destroy that bathroom either. You will have to go to the hotel lobby, sir. Um, or sneak in the kitty mullins like it. But, you know, and I, it, it's rare that this happens, and this has actually not happened to me with DEF CON or Black Hat or any of the other hacker conferences where I really, really want to do something uh, in the following year. Um, but we were talking about something that we had an idea to do for yeah. next year's uh, NDK. And yeah. I really am excited to like reach out to them when they're when they're ready. I mean, obviously they gotta deal with closing and fucking packing up shit and probably taking a break for a while. Because uh, like those those kids were telling us like they planned this whole thing in six months because when it's usually the 18. hotel the hotel was like last minute canceled on them. Yeah. The one that they used to have it at. So props to the Sheraton for one like giving them all that fucking space. It was a lot of space. Um, I imagine next year will be even better because now that the NDK staff and the hotel have a better idea what to expect from each other. Um, and it sounds like the Sheraton is very willing to work with them. Um, I think next year will be even better. Um, and there's always growing pains, and I discuss that with DEF CON every year. They switch hotels and too. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited to reach out to them and be like, hey, we think we want to do this. Is that cool? Yeah. The after, you know, the after hours thing we were talking about. And and, um, and uh, that doesn't happen to me very often. I don't get excited like that to do something for a giant conference that's going to take up a lot of my fucking time over the next well, year. Well, and they and they do f- um, fan panels. So I mean, because mm-hmm. that was the the fairy tale bar fight I went to. Yeah. The Trigun one was a fan one, um, and he was very well prepared. I, I kept thinking about your cosplay photography one, and I'm like, this guy's the exact yeah. opposite. This guy was like on top of it. Well, well and, you know that cosplay when we went to. She uh, had the knowledge. She she knew it. It wasn't that the knowledge wasn't there. It was it was she made a couple of mistakes, and that's obviously. I could tell she was a first-time speaker, um, mainly because she she didn't practice her speech. Uh, she didn't practice her tech, which I don't care if you're doing a cosplay or a hacking or whatever speech it is you're fucking doing. If you're gonna do a you, live piece or a demo your tech, piece, yeah. you're gonna practice blow your up. Tech. If you if you're not like you gotta do it over and over and over again because I guarantee you it's gonna fuck up when you're going to do a speech. Well, the the guy and, the, oh god then that, that poor girl one had just gotten a new laptop with a touch screen. Uh, not not normally a big deal, but combine that with uh, Prezi, yeah, she's which is the Prezi. alternative PowerPoint. From, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's if you know how to use it, it's a really cool presentation tool. I've only seen one person, uh, probably a couple of dozen presentations I've seen that actually did it well because they knew how to use it because they practiced it over and over and over again. Uh, so she was dealing with unfamiliar laptop, unfamiliar software, and, and you know everything else just kind of blew apart and, and and the more that happened the more flustered she got the more oh, yeah. flustered she got the, the more she just kind of fell apart um, but the knowledge was there she just she just needed to practice I hope she tries it again because um, I think she could give really good speeches she just needs to practice it more um, 
Yeah. Um, I did, and you didn't get to, but uh, Doug and I got to meet the, the So Like You Know guys. Um, it was tired. Rochelle and, and Bo, and they were really cool. They were. Was that later that day? Was it that? Yeah, it was left, Saturday night. It was Saturday, and I we, we were early. hanging out on the patio Saturday night at that bar. And they oh, we had like a couple night. hours to kill before I went to go to the to the, to the dating game. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So uh, Rochelle and Bo came and sat down and talked to us for a bit, and and actually I had brought up the idea that we were talking about doing it next year with them, like hey, to do a crossover, do a, or to do, do a, a joint. joint, do a joint thing. Um, and there she was like, "Fuck yeah, that sounds awesome." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. And I like talking to Bo because it's like I. I know you're like your tech, like you you, mm-hmm. very high tech, and Deb, you've got the smile and nod thing going. Um, what? Uh, when um, I get kind of flustered or anxious or I'm just thinking out loud about all of the design uh, uh, in the in the background for us, oh, okay. it was nice having like Bo sit there and we were talking about hosting snafus and when your links don't work and yeah. how you're coding in HTML versus C blah, you know. And I'm going, yeah. oh, thank God I have like someone to talk and that like we're on the same page about hosting and what you can do and what you can't do and da 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 da. Yeah, I like you know I don't think I don't know if either of you have listened to our podcast yet. They, I, was uh, to I need to. Yeah, you yeah. you heard some in the car. It, it, it's just it's very it's, endearing. It's, it's it a is. lot like us. It's a lot like us. It's a little. It's it's two to two and a half hours longer, uh, or no, two to two to two and a half hours long, not longer. Uh, we tend to be about an hour, hour and a half, but they actually live broadcast on Thursday nights through. Uh, Splash. No, what is it? Uh, Spreaker. Spreaker Radio is apparently some website that you can live cast through, so it gives them. An There's another one that starts with a T that I looked in to do live. Yeah, so they do Spreaker. Uh, they record at the same time, and they have a chat room going. So you'll, if you listen to their podcast, you'll hear them call out people's names or answer questions of people that are talking. It's not that those people are there; it's they're, they're literally in a chat room answering questions. Um, they used to re- record on Fridays, and I never was going to listen to them on. I mean, I, I would never heard them live on Friday, but I'm going to try really hard now. I promised her. I'm like, I know I keep saying I'm going to. I swear to Christ, I'm going to join you guys on Thursday night at some point. Um, yeah, you guys should definitely listen to them. They're 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 good. Yeah, and they're and they're fun people. Like we were they are. talking about, really you know, fun. bottles of amaretto full of uh, cooking grease. Full of cooking grease. Yeah, oh, used cooking grease. And how one day they're just going to have the perfect revenge on somebody. Yeah, who do you know that drinks amaretto? Well, they, the they both drank the amaretto, and then they oh. refilled the bottle with, with cooking grease, oh. uh, and then left it in the bar, um, just for that one person. So, um... I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, I mean, like I said, well... We have a bunch of interviews and panels that we'll be putting out. Yes. Over time. I, I would yeah, love... Over time. Not now, now. Um, and pictures. I've got some great pictures that I'm going to clean up great a little bit. Great cosplay over to you, um, for the, for the Instagram picture, uh, portal, and then, uh... Yeah, no, it was it was. A, I'm surprised. I was I was excited. We got press passes when you first told me about it. I had no idea what to expect. It was a conference I'd always heard about. Not sure I should necessarily do this on air, but let's face it. I never know what's appropriate, and what's not. Um, I did want to say um, I just got an email from NDK. Turns out the interview we had scheduled for two hours ago was canceled. Uh, um, what's, what's the timestamp on the email? Seven oh four. It's seven oh five. So. Um, um, <laughs> no, I just I you know I, I, those guys I wasn't like, ticked off about that. No, no, Dude, no, not get at all. On your shit. Uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, I got. Dude, well, you know, you know how busy they've got to be, especially mm-hmm. last day, because it's like we're gonna get all this stuff done before we start packing up, and people have got to get on planes or get in cars or yep. uh, unicorns you, or whatever the fuck you know they rode like in on. Imagine, I like to imagine he did it and then just forgot to hit send and then got back to it now and was like, actually, you know what? Frick! You know what he probably happened? 
he was probably in the basement of the fucking and hotel. And it just went through. And it just hung out. Because oh. so I'll tell you, yeah, when we walk, when you walk into panel row in that shirt, in that shirt, no it was like walking. Like I, I, I was honestly a little irked that you said it right before because I was thinking the same thing when you said we just walked into a Faraday cage. I was gonna be like, yeah. we walked into. God damn it! What did yeah? We did. Um, um, yeah, that that's probably my only gripe, and I fixed that problem on my own with um, with the Verizon. My five thing. You but. think that maybe that's like the mistake you made this week is not remembering my Verizon until the Saturday. Yeah, not remembering it. No, until Sunday. Was it? Oh, that's right. You didn't I it thought about it yesterday and completely spaced it, grabbing it on my way out the door. Um, and yesterday would have been helpful because Friday, you know, Friday was whatever. We got to run around a little bit. Wasn't down Saturday we were scattered to the wind. It would have been nice yeah. to be able to um, halfway communicate. But yeah, I mean, I could text and, and call, and I'll be. It's funny. I tethered my phone, my T-Mobile phone. To the Verizon MiFi via wireless, so that I could use Wi-Fi calling on my T-Mobile phone to get texts and <laughs> texts and calls while I was in the Faraday cage of the basement. Um, I guess you know if 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 anyone from from IndieK is listening to this, and I and I know we talked to those to those two people, and I'll, I, I'm going to send them an email. As as like a dude, love love the fucking conference. You guys did an amazing job, but uh, they've got to work with the hotel on the food and drink prices. Oh yeah, we we were having those some... kids. First off, can't afford those prices. No, um, but you got to figure there. It's I mean, there was no security in terms of going in and out. And I say that in a positive way. And like they were on Sixth Street Mall, like they can go to Subway, McDonald's. Agreed. But if I was a hotel, I'd want to do something to make I'd, some money. Well, yeah. I mean, a one, you know, you want those kids to eat, and some of those kids aren't gonna leave. They're too busy bouncing around their fucking little. Have you seen panels. how skinny some of those kids are? They need to well, eat. I, I know, but I mean, some of those kids just go from panel to panel to panel, or, or they're running around with their friends and they just don't even think about it. And, and I'm sorry, the three, two, one rule that we have at DefCon, that the, you know, it's a pretty fucking three hours of sleep, two meals, meals a day, one, one shower, shower every day. Um, it wasn't as bad as DefCon, lots, lot less people, but it was starting to get pretty ripe in that fucking basement on the third day. Oh yeah. Um, Oh my god, I we would... showed up yesterday morning and this morning with the, the Walk of Shame cosplay. Oh yeah. There was a few, awesome. there was a few Walk of Shame that you could tell, like, oh that poor girl. Um, but I would really love to see the hotel, like, do something where, it doesn't be fancy, fucking wraps and sandwiches and salads and fruit cups or fruit bowls or fruit salads, whatever the fuck they want to do, and like, water. There was water everywhere, but yeah. like sodas or whatever. And then you don't have to sell them for twenty bucks. You can sell them for like seven dollars and still make a fuckload of money off a chicken wrap, and uh, you know a bag of chips. Uh, so I mean, that, I'd like to see that. That'd be nice because otherwise you're walking down the street to Subway. And paying we went to everywhere on that mall for bucks, food this weekend. Yeah, paying ten bucks for a fucking sub sub sandwich that would normally cost you five. That Starbucks across the street just oh they made yeah. bank. Ooh. Holy shit, Noodles and Company. And I almost went to Noodles, and I walked in and saw the line and was like, I, I'm not dealing with so this. So the Noodles and Company, the Starbucks, that, that particular Starbucks across the street. Uh-huh. Uh, Every place we went down the mall, no matter how far we walked, had at least three kids from Taco Bell. NBK. The Subway, line. McDonald's. Those, I, they I, had... I, I didn't go to McDonald's. I, I, om- I, om- I thought about going to McDonald's, and I was like, I can't do that to myself. And then there was like two or three 7-Elevens right around that hotel, and they uh-huh. were all packed all the time. Um, but I, I I noticed some MDK, but a lot of it was, I, it was usual Denver fare because yeah, it was also, well, it was taste, also of taste of Colorado. Oh yeah. my god, so many people with children that don't know how a door works. Yeah. Did you have fun touching the doors at the Sheridan? Oh, so. Did you ever notice how I wasn't using my fingertips? I was constantly yeah, doing just this. Doing the... I felt so bad for the poor bastard with the Windex and squeegee. Oh, he's probably still there. Fucking. Um, we, should, we should probably wrap. 
Um, but no, I don't know what panel or interview we're going to put at the end of this. Um, we're going to go over that uh, when we're done recording. I'm sure Doug will put a tag on it so um, what it is. Sh- fuck, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably put like a little precursor, a little setup for it. Um, and we'll probably talk a bit more, probably very loosely, about NDK. We'll record next week. We'll touch on Mr. Robot and uh, everything else. Uh, do we want to do real quick um, our correction for last week. Um, was... Uh, let's get out of the emails real quick. Um, fuck. The Star Wars um, that R.A. Salvatore had written was yeah, uh, the New Jedi Order Vector Prime. That's what I was trying to think of, um, yes. And uh, I would say the mistake I made this week unfortunately involved Deb. Um, it was A, what I was doing, and B, when I decided to do it. Uh, Deb, I'm very sorry that my mistake is uh, walking up to you while you're trying to work with a uh, coworker over the schedule and telling you that, and and really just showing you uh, that I discovered how to burp talk like Rick from Rick and Morty. I'm trying to figure out my schedule for the weekend, and Doug can't take a fucking hint or read a room and fuck off for five minutes. But you know what? Uh, I'm impressed because I just heard Doug apologize. It's not Ernest, the first, it's actually no, not no, the but, first but time like, he's apologized this earnestly week. On, on the podcast, he's apologized to you. That's that's growth. Is it because he did that mental health and creativity thing? This uh, maybe it is. Is that oh. what the, the panel? Did you learn that at the panel? No, but I did ask the uh, lady that was running it for, she goes, now if I gave everyone in the room a Zoloft, we would all react differently. And I went, can yeah. we test that theory? <laughs> and she goes, I didn't bring it up for the class. And I went, oh, okay. Um, because they were talking about, like, depression, so yeah. I was like, yeah, if you got one. Um. So that was your mistake. Did you have a mistake? Uh, mistake I made this week. I didn't wear enough sunscreen. Okay. I just didn't. I was just sitting out on that bar. I got a little bit of sun. Um, mistake I made, I didn't get enough sleep no, Friday night. No, definitely not enough sleep. And, uh, again, uh, well, okay, so I didn't get enough sleep between Thursday and Friday, and I didn't get enough sleep Friday night either, um, for various reasons, and, um. Uh, that was my mistake because I, I, if I had not done the things that I was doing till God knows when, I would have had the energy to hang out with you and go to the dating game and and uh, and, and the rave because I'm sure I would have enjoyed seeing it and I've heard good things about it even from the people that were there. So uh, that was my mistake. I think. We also could have crashed everybody at the Brown Palace and had drinks. With I know. I missed out on drinking with the guys. Is that what they were? Is that where they were? Yes, because yeah, Scott McNeil was telling us about how how they pour tequila in uh, Canada, and how like, they pour tequila here. Well, you know, everywhere else outside the country, they they measure everything. They use the jigger. Europe is exactly like that too. Europe, telling you, Europe is a. Okay. I don't want you serving them two jiggers. Europe is a shot, and that's it, and it's a precisely measured shot. And yeah, Canada apparently, is basically the same way. his uh, Doug, his his double of tequila was like a snifter. Yeah. Well, because, you know, if you're a good tipper or regular or whatever, like, they'll pour heavy. Like, eh. Yeah, we um, don't do that in Canada. Canada's measured perfectly. Well, they're very polite. It's metric. It's Canada. Um, it's a metric shot. Um, so our mistake was, um, we went to a con for the first time. We'll plan better next time. I'm, I'm honestly... I'll give that a partial mistake, because we went for the first time. I thought we, we did pretty well. The learning curve wasn't that steep. I, I really was worried walking in Friday, like... I think we all know, if you don't listen to this show, or damn, um, I, self, I do suffer from um, social anxiety, and I, I think I kind of glommed on to you guys a little more than I 
would normally just because I'm like I don't know where anything I don't know where anything is. Please don't leave me alone. Oh, I was screaming in my head. Don't worry about that. Um, but you roamed off on your own, like, and handled it yeah, very we well. No, what had happened was you. I turned around to look at something, and then when I turned back, you guys were gone. But you didn't, didn't message us or try to find us. No, no, because I was like, well, I'm going to have to learn how to do this by myself. Um, but that was impressive. I, like, I was yeah. I was expecting a phone But call. I think the first, like, like, you know, like half an hour, I kind of kind of was, I, I know in my head, like, I was eyeballing where you guys were more than, like, my surroundings. So I'm like, just you need to not bump into that or get lost or um, I don't know get I, I, I didn't want to have any like furry just walk up behind me um, let's just be honest and, that wasn't and yiff really me as much of a problem as you thought it was going to be was it no not till Saturday night with the rave they were it, it wasn't like you know furry heavy but it was it was they were, they were there say it it was tail heavy I wasn't going to say that at all Hey guys, producer Doug here. Our first of the NDK series is going to be the Scott McNeil voice acting panel. Hope you like it. We loved it. Oh my god, they've given me the soundboard too. <laughs> Considering how many times you've had mic trouble other places. This is true. Wow, it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really nice tone it's got. <laughs> can, can you hear, hear, hear? Back, back, back. Check, check, check. One, one, one. Check, check. Still, still good? Good God. I just want to make fingers working. We're going to have such a... I don't know why I'm using this thing. It just makes me feel better. Ooh, peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> <laughs> my breakfast and my lunch. I hate standing behind the table. Are we all in? Yeah. yeah. Is this a close enough? <laughs> now that we're all in the room, I think we can close the portals and pump in the interesting gas. <laughs> Soon you will begin to feel a tingling in your fingertips and your extremities. Then... All of your childhood worries and problems will be gone. Along with most of your personality. Oh, look who decides to show up! <laughs> Miss, where were you at five o'clock? <laughs> you don't call, you don't write. Your mother and I, we were. <laughs> well, hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, my name's Scott, and I'm a... Wrong <laughs> <laughs> <Long> meeting. <laughs> I do leave her, but it does. Don't give Scott toys. Oh, Scott, do you want to make a voice actor happy in the studio if, like, we're taking a little break? A smart engineer just, like, cranks on the verb and everything's like... <laughs> <laughs> and they take it away and everything is empty. That's awesome. <laughs> Where's your chain? I didn't That's the girlier version of the show, Marie. Show with me while I struggle for oxygen in your thin, close to outer space. <laughs> I was trying to sing earlier, and it was like, can I sing? 
There's no way I need like an auxiliary lung like that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my ADOS world. What? <laughs> Who's Shaggy's world? Movies. What? <laughs> Where? Oh, come on in. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Everybody turn and stare. I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> turn and stare. Happy to see you. What's your name? My name's Aaron. Aaron, hi. Hi. Everyone say hi, Aaron. Hi, hi Aaron. Aaron. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Aaron says hi. <laughs> Aaron's like that. We're going to try to get some slack on this thing. Or we can just throw it away. And just blow them away with the majesty of my voice. Yes. <laughs> Using my highly developed theatrical technique. Yes. From my days as a young man in theater school, <laughs> when I studied my Ibsen, my Shakespeare, my Molière, <coughs> and now I make tiny blobs of crime fighting wasabi talk. <laughs> Somewhere, my acting teacher's going, what do we do? <laughs> he makes how much? <laughs> Why have we done something right? <laughs> Suddenly I'm the great success story. Um, did I do hi already? Yes. 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 Yeah, because I'm in Denver. Hi. Very <laughs> hi. I can see music right now. I can hear the color orange. What? Okay, he's got the orange. Green tastes like nine. I swear to you, Sharpie fumes will mess you up after a while. And I'm not making that up. I've got 14 hour signings and just been like, what? They were some rich, rough, rizzy, rough, rizzy, rough, You're just traveling time. It's oh, come on in! Yes, welcome everybody in. Latecomers will not be admitted to the show. Please keep your hands and arms and legs inside the ride at all times. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we can't do it myself. I'd like to have you return to us today. As we approach our final descent into Denver, be forewarned that there is no oxygen left in <laughs> And I've been here before. I know what it's like. Oh, it's still said. Okay, is everyone in now? Are we all comfortable? <laughs> are we all? Are you with Aaron by any chance? <laughs> Just checking. Just saying. Just super stop. Joey's not funny. <laughs> I love to pick on this stuff. So if y'all have a question, you just come up on this microphone and deliver the question, and then I'll stand here and answer. Joey! <laughs> you have a very strong voice. <laughs> I don't know why I brought this thing in my hat. Um, so hi, I did that part already. Right? <laughs> For the late covers. Uh, my name is Scott McNeil. I am, in fact, a voice actor. <laughs> 28 years before the microphone, now man and Back in my day, we didn't have no fancy microphones. So you held up the tape and you yelled at it. right, tape. <laughs> That just suddenly occurred to me. It's like, dude, you used to record on a quarter-inch tape, man. <laughs> Starting with the new adventures on He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop save. <laughs> 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 
Mm-hmm. Beastman, Ramman, Stratos, Clawful, Cobracon, and Merlinheim. Back in the day, <laughs> I've done two different versions. There was the New Adventures, the He-Man, and there was the Masters of the Universe back in out three. <laughs> they only work if you hold them up to your face, by the way. It's <laughs> a teaching college now. You all know that there is Weird. That's known as the Doppler effect, by the way. When you fall past the camera, you know your Dopplers. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I do. I do cartoons and stuff. And I get to do for a living what I used to get kicked out of school for. Go figure. No one's ever going to pay money to hear those silly little voices years after. <laughs> That's true, I got kicked out of ski theater school. For being too weird. Oh, <laughs> right now. Weirdness is a blessing. I get to take the voices from the inside and put them on the outside. Because <laughs> if I didn't spend my days in small padded rooms screaming. <laughs> This is yes, Are part of my plans to take over the world? Almost always. You don't know, man, because you were there, man. Also, that Eddie was in that. Eddie eventually was what evolved into Waspinator. Oh, wow. I'm coming up with a theory on voices. I'm trying to break it down to the three primary voices, like primary colors. Because <laughs> I keep going, you know what, that's in the same placement. And I've got one of them isolated, I'm working on the other two, and as soon as I do that, I write the book, and it's a simple system. <laughs> one, two, three, because there's only three primary colors, man, but I tell you what, you can make any hue in the rainbow. <laughs> Including the builder's beige. <laughs> I'm just saying, just... <laughs> I will have your ass thrown out. <laughs> Still drifting in. Just wandering back on. I'm just looking for a place to crash, man. Just sit in the back of the room somewhere. Shaw, dude. Yeah. Shaw, just stick on the pillar. It'll be awesome. <laughs> there are no rules. The autograph said it was there. You only have one vent time. You cannot hug the guests. You cannot make eye contact with the guests. For God's sake, do not beat the guests. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Well, I'll sign anything in the world but Death Note and Harry Man. <laughs> and no, it can't be a shave, is that? No. No loopholes. So I've done, you guys generally know way more about what I've done than I ever do. I had somebody sign, bring me something to sign today. I was like, I wasn't in that, but I guess you were. <laughs> <laughs> These are the credits. That's your dumbass name. <laughs> <laughs> I've done probably, I mean, it says 12, but probably closer to 13, maybe 14,000 episodes of various cartoons over the years. Some of which most people know, a lot of which people don't know. And sometimes you do Japanese animation. Occasionally. When Canada's allowed to. Yes, we don't do it. Actually, you know what? I just booked a series. I just got the call away this morning. Or no, yesterday. And we have I haven't done anime in years. And so I'm doing anything on toe bots. Yes. I've said too much. You know actually know what that is? You lie. Take <laughs> this. It's about giant mech robots. And they transform. <laughs> 
You were here at the cutting edge. Do you want to hear? This sounds better now. Okay, that's a nice time. I'm going to talk like this the entire time. I hope you don't mind. Anybody watch Scary Godmother? Oh, yeah. yeah! I'm in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right, the only skeleton in the closet, Scary Godmother. Oh, yeah. And Kelly like makes his will. What about your son? I can't remember what the son was called. <laughs> and have you ever seen Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys? Yep. Yeah. yeah! Not if you don't mind my being a dentist. I'm independent. <laughs> Didn't I tell you about Bumbles? Bumbles bounce! Rudolph <laughs> 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 yeah. doesn't. Anyway. Um, this stage people go and say, What's your favorite stuff you've done? Because I've done a lot of weird stuff. Somebody, I can't remember what it was, but somebody came up with, Oh my god, you were in this. I'm like, I was. <laughs> oh, Madeline. I just signed somebody's Madeline video. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that's how long I've been doing it. Grumpy Bear. I'm on my little ponies now. <laughs> yeah. No, that was way ago. I'm actual pony now. <laughs> I was the Dino, there are Diamond Dogs, then I was Chief Thunderhooves, and now I'm Flam of the Flam, it's Flim yes. Brothers. <laughs> Step into the modern world and put the super speedy side of Squeezy 6000 to the test. <laughs> you know how hard it was to say Super Speedy of Squeezy 6000 in the studio? Oh. No forewarning. <laughs> Oh, about a million. <laughs> Neither Sam or I could do it. We were both hopeless. It was professional voice acting at its finest. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Glenn was a good looking one. <laughs> we just did another episode, like just the week before I came down. Just the week before I came down. You don't even know about that one yet. Because you know she <laughs> Eric's one of those people. <laughs> somewhere down in the south. <laughs> <laughs> because of the team. But no, I would never not come back to a place for that. The only reason I ever come back here was I just didn't get invited for a long time. Oh, and also, I don't do very many conventions. Generally, I do like one, maybe two a year. This last couple of years, much to my agent's loathing and chagrin, I've decided then, yeah, when Amanda, they came down, I ran into them in Tampa, Florida, and they got... I would love to have you back to NDK. I'm like, are you kidding? I thought you hated me! 
that mask is staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people without faces. Because <laughs> when somebody comes up to you, your brain is processing images and signals all the time about body language and posture, saying what this person's intent is. The synapses in my brain that want to tell me what your face is saying can't do anything. <laughs> so I don't know whether it's gonna be like, oh my God, I'm so happy to be. They don't blink, they're just weird. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> If you don't let it out, it turns into cancer. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's no efficacy to the rumor that I refuse to come to NDK because somebody licked me here. Frankly, for most of the time, I like it when people lick me. Do not say that to this Most of the time. As long as dental hygiene is more than a guideline. <laughs> that was what made the scary thing is now I'm going, oh, what if that person's here? <laughs> it's like, yeah, thank you for keeping them all fucked up. But thank you for telling that story at every convention. <laughs> That's why I'm wearing a mask and sitting in the back row. <laughs> <laughs> so, as usual, I have nothing prepared. Because we mentioned the shiny part, right? Yep. So if you all have questions, hopefully I will have answers for you. Otherwise, we will just stare uncomfortably. Only one of my eyes is looking at you. It's true. This is my like if I'm doing crazy on camera stuff, you're like, hey, one of your eyes drifts off on its own accord. <laughs> you know, that's just weird, especially on camera. It's freaky, let me tell you. Oh, lordy cameras. Yes, oh, lordy. You want a crazy on camera? Show them all the whites of your eyes. <laughs> it looked weird in real life, but on camera, it's like, <laughs> So if you have questions, please have questions. I bet you called your eyes, they're going to have questions. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. I believe Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, I remembered a goddamn name! <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> it's this rarefied atmosphere. I think it's actually good for the brain. So that's oversaturation of oxygen. <laughs> Dear Scott McNeil, yes. you grace us with your presence, and you have the greatest honor among us. We thank you for coming back. But my question is this, and I must use my normal voice. I was going to say, you got something wrong with your throat, sir. I did know something wrong, yes. Uh, a vermin problem. I must tend to it. These things I do understand. Yes. Now, I must ask you, um, there was a rumor going around that there's going to be a DBZ Kai in Canada. If, there, if it's true, will you please reply to Piccolo and Jace and do it justice? Yes. You know what? I tell you this, kid. It ain't easy being green. <laughs> we did, in fact, do Kai, which was very exciting because I'm going like, dude, I haven't stepped into those big green sheets for forever. And I was Piccolo, Jace, Tabora, Karani, Majin Buu, Orkai, South Kai, Doctor, Brief, Android 16, I think. Jeez. Yes. A million other characters. And my favorite one, Farmer in Field. 
like, um, we think it should be pronounced Namak. Oh. And I'm like, well, you can't do that. Did you have to argue about Oh, no, I argued like a crazy person. <laughs> so they just went, no, we think it's him, no, we think the proper pronunciation should be. It's like, this is not exactly like it's an up-and-coming property. <laughs> this is probably the most well-established anime property in the world. Did the other actors try to... Oh, yeah. Mind you, they didn't have to say Namak as much as I did. <laughs> and I'm just going, it's, please believe me, just please believe me. <laughs> You're like, now, 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 and they would not be fudged. Oh so I'm like, you know what, he's going to come out, people are going to go, oh my god, this sucks! <laughs> so I'm sorry if I'm shooting their business in the club, but they were dumb. <laughs> Stupid, yeah. Dodge and D. What's your favorite card, Piccolo? Dodge! Nerds! <laughs> I am not a goddamn Yoshi! <laughs> years before I finally saw a bridge and realized why people kept asking me to say that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's smart. That's MRT smart. You get that eat the pretty one. Oh wait. Damn. Shoot. I know that you go to I know you go to Yumacon in Detroit, Michigan. I did once. Yes, did you meet Team Four Star? Yes, I've met them actually a bunch of times. How did they react to you? Oh, it was fun. Those guys, I think they're hysterical. <laughs> I'm just like, which one of you guys played me? <laughs> they're like, I did. <laughs> no, I actually met them the first time up in Vancouver where I live. They were a little convention I did there. Oh. I was like going, dude, Erica, I'm like, you guys had way more fun with that than we did. <laughs> they made it funny. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's not the weirdest show I've ever done. Oh, no, it isn't. Just worked on One Piece. Yeah. It's like, that's a strange series. Because yeah. when Mike McFarlane, God bless him, gave me a call going, Scott, I know we, we can't do this often, but I, I got a character I really want you to play on One Piece if you could ever get your ass down to Texas. All right, he's going, this guy is such a badass. He's such a badass that when he gets his legs cut off, he replaces them with swords. <laughs> okay, and I'm coming up with this side. And then I see the first clip, and you know, they're all over somebody's like, saying, Fun! I'm like, what? And he goes, you know how weird anime is? And I go, yeah. He goes, well, this is one piece weird. I went, one piece. And I'm like, now I understand. Yes, so I did, and I think they're funny as hell. Well, now there's vapor stars. <laughs> it's become a thing now. It's like, blah, 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 a bridge. A bridge. A bridge series. A bridge. Yeah. <laughs> if only they could have fixed evolution. <laughs> they made fun of it, though. I should hope they did. <laughs> you know what they should have done? I mean, to me, this seems like such a no-brainer. If I'm a Hollywood casting director, and I know anything about the franchise, even though I think it's pronounced not. 
<laughs> and I go to cast the character of Piccolo. <laughs> I, I give you two things. One is Vin Diesel. The other is a can of green spray paint. <laughs> it's done! There were some doobly bloopers on his head. I went, that to me was like, why did nobody think of this? Maybe it would have worked. Yeah, well, exactly. Very polite hand. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go back and do what I do at Smaller Things, which for me is because I'm such an idiot with names, because I know all. And I'm going to get you all to say your name when you got a question. Okay. So backtrack just a touch. Violet. Violet, thank you. I got this Violet in the morning. Let's see how about it. And your name is? Abby. Abby. You had to think about that for a second. <laughs> Abby. You're actually here in the Women's Relocation Program, aren't you? <laughs> Say nothing. <laughs> so, um, um, first of all, I just wanted to say. Don't um, even think about all those people behind you staring at you. Thanks for bringing it up. It's like it's not even. Like, not even. That's a better time. Timing is everything, ladies and gentlemen. Timing in comedy. First off, I just wanted to say that I've been a huge fan of you ever since I got into Beast Wars. Sorry, I just, I've always wanted to meet you in person. And... Oh. Sorry. Oh. 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 O
Eric. Yes. Um, you are given the keys to a time machine and told you can go back. No, no, no. I know. And you were told you can go back. Put it back to my time. <laughs> wow, I just shared. Because <laughs> sharing is caring. I just made that joke up as I wrote it. I'm really sorry. So, um, I know that you're a big fan of your own boy. The voices that you've done, you like them. You don't want to change them. No, I hate them. <laughs> no, there was one that I would change. And we may be going to the same place with this. Okay. So basically, if you could go back and pick any of your characters that you want to read up, not because you don't like it, you just think you could do it differently, and no one would know, so they can't bitch at you about it. <laughs> you know what? I would probably redo a lot of stuff because you know actors are deeply neurotic people, right? And you're always like, oh, there is stuff that I've brought up, but the one thing that is a solid hit, and I just I watched some of it recently, was was Back to Beast Wars. Welcome to this at an anime con. But when Dinobot did come back as Dinobot Two. Because there was some discussion, you know, going, well, you know, how is he played? Is he still just Dinobot, but different? And then when I saw the way they animated it, I went, oh, dude, I would have made him such a psycho. <laughs> I really would have made him twitching and drooling. He had the glowing red eyes and shit. That honestly probably is the only thing that I would, you know, anything else I would tweak. I always want to make stuff better. So you wouldn't change the voice, you would just modify the I would modify the performance immensely. Because he just, it just looks so weird with this, and then he's just like, you know, being the same, laconic and thinking, and it's like, oh, not the time to be noble, Mr. Goddamn Shakespeare. Dinobot <laughs> <laughs> knew he was going to die five episodes before I did. <laughs> you should know when your character starts quoting Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet to be. Oh, damn, he's gonna die. The rest is silence. Okay, when do I come back? Uh, you don't scrub, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm cartoon dead, right? So, no, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, but nobody does. I mean, you could, no. You're dead. <laughs> damn. There goes a quarter of my paycheck. <laughs> you get paid by the character. Everyone else was laughing. Mr. I'm going to do a scene by myself, doesn't have so many people to play with now, does he? <laughs> so that is one thing that I would, the one thing that I would saw, I mean, anything else that I watch, I go, oh man, I could have been part of that, or I I'm bad at studio work, I would be, I'm the one that's going, let me, let me give you that one again, let me give it to you again, let me give it to you again, let's do that again. We got a better one in me somewhere. Sometimes it just made you the first time. I wouldn't mess with anything else on that show. Honestly, it was one of the few things I've done that I actually watched. We covered the shiny spark. Yes. Patrick, this is Patrick, everyone. Hi, Patrick. He seems to be Irish. You remembered my name. I did. I feel so honored. Right. Always after me, lucky charms. But does everyone always laugh when I say that? Because any Irish person in the world goes, wait, <laughs> Americans think that's so funny. <laughs> Alright. Patrick, your question, sir. Your two questions. One, are you looking forward yes. to Warcraft Legion? That'll be coming out soon, the newest expansion. Yes, and I will tell you why. You still play your troll lock, right? Uh, yes, I have been playing since vanilla. I probably still yeah. play 3-4 hours a day. Warlords, now I cannot tell you what a four-year-old I turned into when I got <laughs> Like, I lost my I was on that, they couldn't record for a while, because I was just like, <laughs> But Warlords was kind of a short thing. 
I ain't gonna lie, it's like three weeks in, it was like I'd done all the content. And it's weird hearing yourself. <laughs> and, that, and plus, Tiratin didn't really, it was supposed to be this epic story arc, and he just kind of became an NPC, which was weird. So I'm hoping the Legion will have enough content to kind of bring me back in. Yeah, that should be fun. I'm not gonna lie, I loved Pandaria. You know, I spent a year and a half there just exploring. I got the dummy, you know, I got my farm. <laughs> You know, and then it was like, okay, back to real Warcraft, and then just, I don't know, I hate to be the guy that's saying this, but it, it's it was like, dude, I'm collecting pets now. I'm playing oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me started about the goddamn shipyards. Shit. <laughs> so, okay, I finally got the Awakener. Now there's no reason for me to have it. It's a little bit like the legendary ring. Yeah. It's like, hey, I finally got the ring like four days ago, which I need to beat the guy that I had to beat to get the ring. <laughs> and then you beat him again and you get 235 gold. It's like, <laughs> so God knows I love you, Blizz, but <clears throat> I'm hoping they get it back on track. And plus, I won't have to listen to my own voice. Again. <laughs> and, uh, second question. Yes. Is it true yes. that out of all characters, no. you would love to have a talk with Koga? The talk? <laughs> yeah, Koga needs the talk. <laughs> like, Koga son, let's not Let's tell you some stuff. Yeah? What do you think you know, old man? I know this. Kagome? Never gonna happen! <laughs> Don't ask. Interesting! <laughs> Ayame, on the other hand, the very attractive, very willing, and quite possibly legally underage, extremely <laughs> enthusiastic Ayame! That's the one I would have done, I'm telling you what. <laughs> I forget that it's daylight out there. <laughs> Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Here's the thing, a thought with Peter Yasha. If you're at all into the canine world and you subscribe to the auspices of the, both the American and the British Kennel Clubs, there are certain terminologies that are utilized. You know, there are bulls and there are cows. There are steer. There are, there are proper terms gender-based for a lot of the animal kingdom. There are ducks and there are drakes. There is no reason that I could not have on national television gone, Kagome, because we are all canids. We are dogs, foxes, wolves. You will be my bitch. <laughs> That's just legitimate. It's not smart. A dog is a male dog, for the record. There's no such thing as a female dog. The term is bitch. Just say it. Just <laughs> anyway, so thank you for forcing me into swearing again. Yes, sir. Um, I'm Michael. I'm Michael. I literally grew up hearing your voice. Just, I know it makes you sound bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, my dad actually used to watch. Oh, your dad grew up watching. No, no. What? I've done that before unintentionally, just that. Two years ago, I met Chi Chi's voice actor. Yeah. Which was really awesome. Who was that? 
We were drunk at the time, so. Don't ask me things. Um, I'm not What was your absolute favorite role to do? Just top one or maybe top two? You know what? That's so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Beast Wars was a pleasure to work on. Because I do mostly North American prelay type cartoons where the entire cast is in there. They animate to what we've done. It's a lot more fun. I'm not going to really, really lie. Anime can be a bit, or dubbing can be a bit of a drag because you're in a small booth by yourself watching it, you know, you don't know what's going on in the story, you only get to see the parts where your character's mouths are moving, and you're acting with somebody else's lips. And it doesn't make as well. So you're sitting there, you know, and it can be long days, of just like, you know, and if it's DBZ, it's just, you know, your morning starts with beep, beep, beep. so many shows that probably nobody's ever heard of. Because, you know, a very small percentage of anything that any performer does actually becomes, you know, we didn't know that DBZ was going to do what DBZ did. We had no idea. You know, it's just like, I don't know, we're doing some weird Japanimation. You know, Gundam Wing, I thought I was playing a girl. The very first anime I ever did, Project Echo, I did. I played not one, not two, but three different ones on that show. That was my introduction to anime. <laughs> anime is weird. <laughs> Principal Kuno was fun. He was crazy. Aloha, everybody. All you king is going to get your hair cut now. Boy, cuts my guts. Boy, cuts my boys. <laughs> Which is the worst Hawaiian accent that's ever been. <laughs> I don't know what the hell a Hawaiian accent sounds like. Um, so I, I, Beast Wars was amazing because all of it, you know, because I've done all the E-Mans and G.I. Joes and and usually in those shows you save the world in 22 minutes and then you sell some action figures. Yeah. Yes. Whereas Beast Wars took, you know, its cue from anime and had a storyline and an arc, and which is actually what makes now doing anime quite rewarding if they're good ones. Is you know It's really story driven. It's a lot more, you know, I like just doing weird cartoony stuff. I do a lot of stuff where I don't talk. <laughs> you know, where I just get paid to make sounds. And I was like, I bet you have an old world. I did a show called uh, uh, League of Super Evil. Yes. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You're the four people that watched it? Yes. <laughs> I watched that show. I thought it was funny as hell. It was funny. Yeah, it would not be denied. You hear that, Steve? <laughs> World's worst supervillains. Yes. Like their idea of global domination was delaying the pizza delivery guy to get free pizza. <laughs> and that was a cast of Colin Murdoch, Lee Tokar, myself, and occasionally Tabitha St. Germain. And if you want to talk about having seven or 8,000 broken people in a room at the same time, there's only actually four bodies in there. That show was fun. Because <laughs> they let us just go reboot. They let, uh, if anybody remembers Reboot. Yes. Yeah. Slash. They would let Gary and I just, basically everything you ever heard Hack and Slash do was us improving. Because there would be something scripted. We were recorded as scripted. They went, okay. Just open up both mics and let us go. So shows like that are fun to work on. As far as, you know, like, I, I've got a real kick out of being a real old man. You have no idea. That's the stuff I grew up with. Um, 
uh, I got to be Foghorn Leghorn on Baby Mooney Tunes. <laughs> they didn't lie, you know, the greatest voice actor I think that's ever lived on this planet was Snow Black. So getting to step in those shoes was fun. <laughs> Sometimes there's one fits to pay a stupid amount of money. <laughs> I said this word, these words, once, and they used the audition. They went, I'll listen to the singer in the song. So, I, you know, right at the end of the song, just piped and went to line. Okay. Coffee me from Disney. <laughs> I could have bought a house with that. <laughs> and other ones you've spent, you know, nine years working on. And I went, not quite right yet. But anything that's kind of creative. I like playing weird characters. You know, it's very rare. You know, they said with, with, when I got uh, Silver Bowl, they were like, just use your own voice. And I'm like, well, what is that? <laughs> this ain't my real voice. I'm not from this country. <laughs> I'm from the South. From the South. The deep South. <laughs> I'll come from the land where everything's a question. <laughs> you know, so people go, you never get the chance to use your own, you know, native speaking tongue. It's not on. Because it freak a lot of people out. Although Jetfire, for some weird reason, on Transformers Armada, and Editor John, when they decided to make him Australian, they got him the <laughs> Not one of my favorite roles. Um, you know, and the stuff that's really weird and really out there, I love it when you know, people go, that was you. Because, you know, people will often come up and go, like, oh my god, I hear your voice and everything, and I know your voice and everything. And it's, you know, because some stuff in anime, it tends to be, you know, if you're playing a human of a certain age, it's going to sound. But when people go, I can't believe that was you. That to me as a voice actor is what kind of how I approach it. I had an engineer once in Vancouver just said, we were doing a show. And this was way back. This is when your grandfather was growing up. <laughs> um, called King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Yes! Oh, yes. Really? Love it. <laughs> Eric, you're a strange man. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I played eight of the main characters on that show. Because <laughs> originally it was four, and then one of the actors had to leave because. And so, you know, I, I'm, we're polyphonic prostitutes. We will make sounds for money, and everybody in my industry that I work with is the best mimics in the world. Somebody walks into the studio with a brand new voice, this whole thing, within three seconds, everybody in the room can do it. And so it was like, okay, this guy's no longer in the town. Can you do? It's like, boom, 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 done. But I had uh, the engineer talk, and he goes, guy, you know what? And he actually does talk like this. You're the only guy that <clears throat> every now and then. I have to look up to see who it is. And I went, yes. <laughs> the only other cooler thing in that for my entire career is that I am now officially a real life Cards Against Humanity card. I've been, you know, Pez dispensers, but I have an actual Cards Against Humanity. Which one? I'm right up there with Hitler and Goger. <laughs> I thought the mask was going to laugh at that one. <laughs> the body language is still just... Okay. Just letting you know. Just what? You're just... I'm just letting you're just, you know. You're just letting me... Killed my joke. <laughs> um, so we're gonna okay. I'm gonna make sure that every question that is in here gets answered. So when we get to around, eh, let me know. Just eh, not eh, eh, eh. Oh, bye. bye. We'll miss you. Bye. 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 Always be nice to people who are heavily armed with 50 mil weapons. Especially <laughs> <laughs> they look, they just come from Russian front from some place. <laughs> I don't know from this. 
До свидания. When I think of you, I will think well. So, I will get to it because I just I can go last. I can go last. You better have a good one. Yes, sir. In the booth. Hi, John. Hi, John. Hi, John. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, a, I'm happy that you're back. You're actually um, part of one of my favorite MDK memories I ever had. Um, you swore you were never going to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to tell all. It's going to be great. <laughs> but anyway, um, one evening, um, I think you and Matt Greenfield, because I think he was the other dads from ADB, which you were in the hallway talking to each other because I think you both just had like a cigarette break, and we ran into each we ran into you with like a bunch of other people, and you just kind of started doing like an impromptu um, panel, basically. That's about often how it works. <laughs> and Tristan McGavery got involved too. He was the original voice of Begin to a Card. For those yeah, well, I've seen Tristan yeah. in years. Yeah. So, you know, that was pretty fun because they had to move us into one of the actual panel rooms. Yeah. You can't be in the hallway. <laughs> Get out or we'll shoot you. <laughs> I know it's like 2 in the morning and everything, but you know, you need to get out of the hallway. So, but my question is, like, um, which people do you still, like, keep in contact with, like, you know, on a friendly reminder? Are you referring to, excuse me, to other actors? or? Yeah, just other actors, other ADR guys. Um, you know what? I mean, in Vancouver, it's a lot, I work with a lot of the same people over and over again on a lot of the same things. So, you know, we don't tend to, that's not true, we actually do sometimes tend to go out for drinks. <laughs> Those of us who drink. Um, you know, so it's, it's a fairly small world of, you know, the voice acting community in any city. So, yeah, we hang out like crazy. There's people that I look forward to seeing, just, you know, one of the reasons that I do conventions. Is I get to see friends. I was all alone. Oh my God! I haven't seen Talison in years. You know, that's kind of my friend circuit too, because that way, you know, I get a connection with a lot of the LA guys, a lot of the Texans. You know, otherwise we're working in different worlds. So we don't get to see each other too often. That's one of the bad parts. I mean, conventions are my social life. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm just curled up in a small fetal position, rocking back and forth, and playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors think I'm a drug fiend. <laughs> it's really awesome. Because Vancouver is a very expensive city. And I live in a very nice house, which I own. And I have some interesting toys, which I own. And I look a little peculiar, which I own. <laughs> you know, sometimes I got a beard down in my stomach and stuff. And I keep very strange hours. And sometimes they hear the weirdest noises coming from my house. <laughs> and yet they go, I think he lives alone. <laughs> Kid's ball comes into my yard, it stays there. <laughs> I have done no, no, Old man McNeil, like, holy crap, I hear he eats babies. <laughs> I have a studio in my house too, and that's where I practice a lot of stuff. So. And the best part is going, <laughs> I'm a children's entertainer. <laughs> I look in the window and the kids are watching My Little Ponies. I'm like... <laughs> but the best thing is that no one messes with my stuff. <laughs> I'll steal Harley sitting on the street. I'm like, do not steal that guy's bike, man. He's crazy. <laughs> He's cray cray. I leave my door unlocked. 
I just get rid of the raccoons that keep eating my peppers. <laughs> raccoons are not supposed to eat peppers, just for the record. For those of you interested in either from a botanical or a zoological observation. I know. It's like the way to get rid of raccoons is to put down capsaicin, you know, a little cayenne pepper. Boom. All of my screaming hot insanity peppers. It was like, as soon as they get ripe, they just go. <laughs> yeah, not bad, bro. I've had harder. Yes? What were you like as a kid? <laughs> no, I was going to say, I've known a few aspiring voice actors, and it's always a certain point where they start driving you insane because they won't stop doing all the voices. Well, yeah. We're not normal. <laughs> like, really good voice actors are not like No, people. that's exactly what it was. It's like, as a kid, could, did you settle on something for a long period of time, perfecting it, or did you just kind of jump around? No, it's the way I work right now. I, I'm way too, I didn't get the age part of the ADD. My brother did, but... Yeah, and I was actually, I mean, it's strange, because I'm, I'm, and still am, actually, very, you know, kind of introspective and shy and bookish. And, but that's when you create all these other people that have lives. So did you internalize the voices first before you ever did it out loud, or did it just kind I of explode out there. of you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say, if I don't let this stuff out, it'll turn into cancer. <laughs> I've had fully-fledged characters just suddenly pop out of my mind. It's like, you know, the whole character, not just a voice. I don't try to deal with voices ever. I always try to deal with characters. And you just go, I don't know where they came from. Suddenly, like, this, I'll just be this person. I'm like, I have no idea where she just arrived from in this universe. I didn't know she was in the box. <laughs> the trick is trying to get them all out and figure out which one's me. Yeah, I'm a little weird kid. You know, weird artist, creative, strange. One of us. One of us. One of us. Oh, yeah. The only difference is the place we're sitting right now. Trust me. We are a cult. Remember the interesting gas from the beginning? <laughs> the one that wiped out your basic personality? Yes. Soon you'll hear the voices too. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, what are you thinking? Ah, Anthony, and I'm going to have, we're sort of starting to accelerate towards. So let's finish this off and uh, I will speak up right now. Of the two dramatic roles that I specifically know you were Duo Maxwell and uh, Von Hohenheim, your opinions on those characters, and you've spoken about them before. Duo was the cool 15-year-old that I wish I was when I was 15. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was a chick when we went into Star Wars. That was the first time I'd seen the pictures, and I'm like, I thought I was playing a dude. It's like, that is a dude. <laughs> no, that's not, that's a chick. No, that's a dude. No, that's a chick. No, that's a dude. <laughs> Sure, it's <laughs> so, so I had a lot of fun with you. Uh, Hohenheim was weird because again, that was that was McFarland calling me up and say, you know what, we'd really like to you to uh, illegally smuggle yourself into Texas <laughs> and work under the table. But uh, just yeah, and that was cool just going because knowing you know the franchise that that uh, that Alchemist is, and plus it was like he was a really because most of the characters I play are kind of cry cry. <laughs> if you notice, still a cartoon yes. sometimes. And the Hohenheim was very. Like as close as you will ever get in cartoons to this, just all in the eyes. But what a dick of a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the ultimate deadbeat dad. Four years, no child support. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> in his mouth. And then it gets worse in Brotherhood. Yeah, well, that's, that's Swayze's problem, not mine. <laughs> yeah, that was Swayze's problem. <laughs> yes. Hi, Ethan. Hi, Ethan. <laughs> Hi, welcome to puberty. <laughs> Pentos letters. <laughs> I never thought it would happen to me. You've got a bunch of 
Warhammer or Warhammer. Yeah, all the war games. All the war games. Which is ironic because I'm getting it. Is that a different dynamic than it is? Oh, it's very different. I mean, it depends on the type of game. I mean, people ask this a lot. A lot of times, you know, like I know the stuff they do at Texas, a lot of them. You know, you're, you're, it's, some, it's just that, you know, like the soldiers dying in battle kind of stuff that can be four days of just, you know, ah, ah, you know, even, you know, from worms, all that, you know, for the Imperium. That's one type of stuff, and that's, I ain't gonna lie, that shit's drag. Because <laughs> you're just sitting in there screaming your ass off for like hours and hours and hours with no real meaning. It's just like, you know, I'll give you one, two, three versions of this line and you just go. You know, some are more. So those, that's not. Uh, yeah, I was the uh, dungeon master in D and D online. And those were kind of. But the same thing. You just basically give. You know, three, and I'll just keep going until somebody says that sucked, or I stop and go. Wait, you know, let me give you a better version of it. But you know, more of the cinematic stuff, like games that I play that I think you know have been like. Uh, it's always going to come out of Troy Baker now. Uh, but you know that news where it is, everything is mo-capped, and every performance, every nuance that you get is from the actor. And they're they're do it's cinematic. They are doing cinema acting, so they're not sitting in a room going. Rah, 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 rah. You know, it's the sound of a grenade blowing your right leg off. <laughs> when I first started doing anime, I was like, okay, we need it's the, it's the sound of your head being cut off, <laughs> which would be, oh shit. <laughs> So, you know, it's a broad spectrum. It's like saying, you know, what kind of, you know, what music is rock and roll, well, what genre? So, uh, you know, when it's good, and, and I love when voice acting is good in a game because it's a gamer, it just makes the game sore. And if it sucks, it makes me sore. <laughs> I just wrote that one. Yeah. Um, you know, so when it's, when it's, it's been, you know, uh, what is that, Last of Us? Jesus, you know, what an amazing journey. And again, keep trying. Um, you know, so that's a completely different style, and that's what I'm hoping with more and more. But it's going to be, it depends on the genre of the game. Sometimes you just get a stack of script pages this long, and you're just in there, and you're just going, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Okay, who has a question? Put your hand in the air. Three, two, one. Those hands are locked in the air. We're going to go into what I call lightning round, although honestly, there's not that many hands in the air because we've only got about 20 seconds left. So we're going to ask very quick questions, and I'm going to give you very fast answers, starting with you, sir. Eh, sorry, too late. <laughs> John. Every single character that I didn't get hired for to play. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm a polyphonic prostitute. Remember, I get paid for this shit. Uh, it's no secret, I love the brain from Pinky and the Brain. But I would play them differently, so. I'm part of my plan to take over the world. Uh, yes? All right, um, as Ali Al Sachez from Gundam Double O, what would you do for Klondike Bar? Is Alia Sanchez from Gundam Double If I wanted a contact bar, I would simply kill you. <laughs> he was fun. I'm not gonna lie about that because he was a real sociopath. He wasn't a villain. <laughs> he was a bad person. <laughs> Sometimes we get to do those. I did a web thing for uh, Marvel. It was actually in the, the X-Men year of Wolverine. You know? which is weird having somebody else play Wolverine. But I play a character called Dreadnought, and that shit's dark. Dark. Really dark. Okay, there's a princess in the room, and I've been using bad words. Somebody hit me. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Wolverine, did you ever see him using a cowboy hat 
No, I was wearing the cowboy hat before they did it. I think they copied it for me. Here's the thing about Wolverine. He has been played by Australians, by Canadians, by occasional Americans. I did not know he was Canadian when I started. But <laughs> Stanley was up in the kind of guy, you gotta lose some of your twang. And I'm like, what? Spent years learning how to do this. Now I have spent, as a Canadian, spent plenty of time in northern Alberta shooting and stuff, and yeah. You want the real Wolverine? And this voice does exist. You just gotta go to the northern parts of Alberta, Saskatchewan. And that's where he's from. So Wolverine is not walking around going, don't make me get a Canadian on your ass. <laughs> you give him one drink of rye whiskey, Canadian whiskey will turn any Canadian into a hockey fight. I'll <laughs> frickin' pound you, right? You frick, I seen you coming, man. I'll frickin' pound you right here, right? <laughs> Are the very last question. This yes. better be cut. Alright, it'll be good. Everybody turn and stare at Mo. Stare at Johnny. Stare at Johnny. First off, I'm surprised no one brought up you being in Johnny Test or in Conan. I am shocked. Conan was 175,000 years ago. <laughs> Johnny but, Test is a little more current. That is true. Now, I did hear that you're a huge fan of Paul Freese, which I respect because he's one of my favorite voice actors. Yeah. My one question and my second question is after that one. How's he inspired you? You know what, uh, I've told the story before, and I'll try to make this quick, because it's true. The reason, the moment that I knew I wanted to be a voice actor, and I wasn't just a psychopath, well, I, uh, I was obsessed with Disneyland, with, with uh, Hunter Mansion, and Pirates, specifically when I was 12 years old. After like six months of blackmail, emotional and otherwise, I finally got my dad to take us down. I'm in the Haunted Mansion. Paul Freese, for those who don't know, is, you know, one of the things that most people know him for is, you know, he's the... Welcome, foolish mortals. This whole, you know, this beautiful, rumbling, stentorian voice that you hear as you go through the mansion. When I found out that he was also the Pillsbury Doughboy, <laughs> and if you grew up on Christmas specials like all of the the, the Rankin Bass ones, he was Heatmeister. But you know, you, you you've heard his voice a million times, and he had a golden voice and could play anything. And I went, what about his Boris from Rocky and Bullwinkle? What about Moose and Squirrel? I got to work with June Ferret. Oh, nice. She's like 135. And, she's still, and still does and Judy Johnson. She still works. <laughs> and she was, you know, she was the voice of every single female character in Warner Brothers. So, I mean, that was the stuff. Those were my inspirations. Those are the people I grew up with. Most people think, you know, Mel Blanc, Dawes Butler. I was never a real Hannibal Barra fan. So, you know, he was bullying. He was that. Anyway, I'm rambling. But Paul Freese was the man. He was. And then my last final question. Usually during closing ceremonies at past NDKs, the two you were at, usually do the infamous duo Maxwell scream when they blew up that side. Will you ever do that again? I, you know what? Please, please. They created a character for me at MatsuriCon, Columbus, Ohio this year called Pekogamax. <laughs> Amalgamation of Piccolo, Koga, and Duo Maximum. So I went, hmm. Because there are three things that I am asked to scream. <laughs> one comes from one character, one comes from the other, and one comes from Duo Maximum. And I haven't done the straight up scream for a while. But I will give you the Koga Max. 
In your rarefied atmosphere. 